Live from the studio. Your shirt's nice. Don't get me wrong. I'm Jimmy Selesky. Merrick Glazer. We got our our friend, the baby boy Baltimore, Matt Brown, on the cast tonight. That's me. (laughs) Matt Brown. Baby boy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diet and whiskey. Dude, so uh, let's just get right into it, dude. You're starting your own podcast. Fuck yeah, You're I am. You're letting your fucking... Fucking let my freak flag fly. Yeah, dude. Solo it. dolo. Mm-hmm. I'm the Salvation Army Bill Burr. That's Hell what yeah. That's what I'm advertising it as. Someone gave me away. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. You want you want a Bill Burr, but... Just secondhand Bill secondhand Burr? Secondhand Bill Burr for $5? smells like someone else? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want Bill Burr if he wasn't a ginger? <laughs> That's what you're going to get. How long you been doing it? This is my first one. Oh, it's your first one? He yeah. just did his first yeah. one today. I've, yeah, I've I've recorded probably ten or so, and then just been like, uh, I don't think like there wasn't a good flow to it and yeah. all that stuff. And then I finally got it down where basically I just talked for like forty five minutes straight with very little like dead space. Nice. Yeah, maybe it like, is hard to kind of find your flow when you're just doing it. Just alone. ranting. Yeah. 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 Just like monologue. Do you go like into so it with hard. any type of like plan or anything? Or you just I know say, all right. There's like I'll I like I like I had the first few times I did it, I was like, I'm just going into it empty headed and it was bad. And then like the th- the probably like fourth through seventh time I tried to super like I'm gonna talk about this and I'm gonna talk about that and then I'm gonna talk about that and it sounded fucking not organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. the last few ones I was just doing like I had like topics, but I'm like you know maybe hit but on them, maybe like, don't like yeah. see where I can go with those topics. You didn't have like, like pre-planned thoughts on those topics, right? I feel like yeah, I feel It'd like you like just a, need to like it's like a story or something. Yeah, bring it out. Yeah, it's like a story and then that goes. Like the one I'm the first one that I'm gonna actually release at the end. I start talking about the female soccer, the women's soccer player with the purple hair <laughs> that doesn't want to go see Trump. Yeah, and it, it wasn't even about her not going to see Trump. It was about how uh, I don't know if she's a man or not. <laughs> and like, quite frankly, I don't care as long as she's fucking kicking that ball into the net. Like <laughs> fucking do whatever. Like, <laughs> but it, yeah, so it's like. Yeah, it's basically just me ranting, telling stories. Do you have a uh, Do you have a name for it yet? Yeah, it's gonna be called the Last Ditch Podcast. I Last think that's Ditch a good. Podcast. I think that's a good name. That sounds very you, and yeah. I don't know why. I batted a lot of uh, ideas around. I was gonna call it like Sweet Boy Radio or something like that. What but then I was that? thinking about like what it actually is. Yeah. And my fucking last ditch Effort. attempt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like at having a podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I say it in the podcast. I'm like, this is I call it this is the last ditch because it's like if this doesn't do it, I got two more years. I'm giving myself two more years, <laughs> and then I'm just it's fucking over. <laughs> I'm, gonna go fu- I'm gonna go to a fucking gun range and just be like, yeah, I want to shoot a gun, and then just I just need one bullet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh shit, oh, dude. I feel like I, I like I, it, dude. That's yeah. what uh you know, this little video game trivia. Um, shout out everyone who watched G four growing up. Fuck yeah, dog. You'll probably know this. Fuck yeah. Uh, Square Enix was about to go out of business, and then they're like, "We're gonna make one last game. We're gonna call it Final Fantasy." Ooh. Oh, that's how that that's how that happened. Yeah, and then it turned, out then it turned into their biggest franchise, oh, and now man. they're still kicking it, dude. dude. I know so many people who like jerk off to that game. Like, yeah, dude, oh. your biggest thing 
honestly, you just got to stick with it. The yeah. amount of people, because, like, you're funny, and, like, you're one of my favorite people to have on our thing. You make our podcast great, so thank <laughs> I you. I love yeah, you guys. But, like, I know so many people personally and not personally that like they they start it up they do a couple episodes and then it just they just stop and, and i do so i've done that yeah five, you've, you've, seen you've done me. that here yeah, dude yeah, you've, seen, you've <laughs> yeah. seen me do that you had yeah. one you had a we podcast like archie for a second <laughs> we promoted two of your you previous podcast leland for a second yeah, archie leland and then me and you yeah, basically yeah, me and you. <laughs> just because neither of them showed up uh-huh. <laughs> and it would just be me and you yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and there's and then yeah, there's a whole bunch of that shit that's happened, dude. When I was in high school, I, I that even happened where I, me and my friend were like, let's do a podcast, and then we record it, and it would just be us talking shit about everybody yeah. in our school, <laughs> and then we'd be like, oh, we can't put this out, and I did that with like three friends. Me and uh, me and our buddy JT, uh, me and Jimmy's buddy JT, uh, we wanted to do a podcast where. We would just record it on our phones at parties that, like, we didn't want to be at. <laughs> and we just, like, sit in the corner of the party and just give updates on the party throughout the night. <laughs> That's pretty good. But we never released it. It's, like, same thing. Like, it was just something you share with each other. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we had one episode. We recorded one episode at a party, and we're like, this is funny, but also... It's probably gonna have to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to get invited to more parties. Yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest problem. Yeah, pretty much, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed doing it too. Like I just kind of like laid there and I just laid in my bed with my fucking PlayStation headset <laughs> and my phone, and I'm like, this is so fucking janky. But like, that's so wild. Yeah. The more you can get, the more you can get to like your natural flow of things. Like for instance, like. Eric and I, we've been kind of, we've been doing less guests lately. Yeah, I've, we've, I've noticed. Yeah, we just been, we just been doing a lot more solo. It's always been a flow. weird thing though, too. Like our solo casts always seem to get like more listens yeah. than any of the other ones, outside of like when we have like a big name guest, big yeah, name guests on which is the reverse of the way we imagined it because we, I guess, we initially imagined it. That you know we would that coast no one wanted them. to listen to us. Yeah, they exactly. Just to listen to our guests. Exactly. And then we I realized like you guys. I like it when it's just you guys because it allows us to it go. It makes sense. Like yeah. looking back at it now. Cause yeah, because it's it's you guys. It's just it's our two. podcast. Yeah, it's your podcast. <laughs> They're listening to it for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we keep bringing in people to fucking sabotage it every week, yeah, dude. dude. Well, I mean, y'all have like a chemistry, you know, that you yeah, develop yeah. being friends, and then you bring in. Strangers that kind of fuck up the throw off the chemistry, (laughs) (laughs) fucking it up, dude. Pretty much, Mm -hmm. but we still like the guests. But toss me that that lighter when you're done. For real, for sure. Oh shit! Oh, did that oh, almost. It <laughs> was so close. That was literally inches away. That was so I close. moved it forward it a little like, bit. The way from where I'm sitting, it looked like it went straight into your cup. Yeah, it, dude, it hit my thumb. That's how close it was. <laughs> Holy shit! So when you say last ditch podcast, you're talking last last ditch effort for the podcast or last ditch effort for everything? Like if for that doesn't work out, you're two years. You're you're done with comedy. I'm done with everything. I'm done with fucking life, <laughs> I, dude. I fucking, I've, I'm only, I'm going. I'm gonna be 25 this year, but I feel like I've lived enough that like if I can't get it going, then it's just like, dude. I feel like that. I don't too. know about that. I feel like I'm old as fuck. You got, going, you got your puppy to look forward to. I know. To, dude. I know. I know. You gotta I grow old with your And I don't dog. mean. I'm not meaning like. I understand. I need but you're to gonna be fucking Tupac yourself and yeah. fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cuba. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just Window gonna start washing old ass cars in Cuba. <laughs> I'm gonna start fucking 
uh, I'm gonna start shit talking Michael Blackson or whoever the like get, or Cat Williams, somebody that could get me killed. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide by cat. But not but like what I mean by like if like if I'm not if I'm 27 and I'm still doing comedy the way I'm doing it right now, where it's like maybe every two months I'm in a club and I'm still doing the same open mics and like there's no I'm not like headlining anything. Yeah. Then it's like. I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what it is, so I might as well just give up until I can figure out how to be a better whatever I need to be better at. Well, you say that, but at the same time, there's so many people that are like 10 years ahead of you that are in the same spot as you. And you they're know? fucking losers, dude. <laughs> I would fucking hate to be them. <laughs> like, but comedy is such a weird... Comedy Comedy is the one one of the venues. I would say com- of the artistic ventures, I would say comedy, visual art is another one. Where it really takes people time to find, like their like what they're doing, and uh, you know, twenty seven in comedy years is young as fuck, dude. A lot yeah. of people don't even start doing comedy until their late twenties. Yeah, so I feel like most people don't start hitting, like, comedically until they're like thirty. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you gotta live uh, a certain yeah. amount of life. You ever listen to like, like one of those? It's like, honestly, like, kind of like an ageist thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, it could, well, like the, people honestly don't take you seriously until like your late twenties, early thirties. It's all it's all experience and like like because nobody wants to listen to it. like Pete Davidson gets away with it because his dad died in nine eleven. Yeah, like he and gets, he looks old as shit for how young he yeah, is. Yeah, because yeah. he's been through some shit, and it's like you well, got also like, just bad genetics. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if his dad didn't die, in yeah, yeah, dude, he was gonna have those fucking dark ass circles under his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, if his no dad didn't what. die in nine eleven, he would have died of fucking high cholesterol. <laughs> 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 he was on the way out. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they don't tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it was completely off topic. No, it makes no sense to our conversation at all. But I've been thinking of a new conspiracy theory because okay. I love to make my own conspiracy yes. theories. There you go. For sure. That's I think the Clintons killed JFK. Really? Yeah. Why? So, because where were they? This is <laughs> this is a real conspiracy <laughs> to throw onto that. This is a real one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Hillary was running for like governor of New I York or whatever. Oh, oh, different. I forget or like whatever senator, senator, senator of New York. Senator. Yeah. Uh, there was a Kennedy running for that same spot. And mysteriously died before the election. Oh, the plane crash, Kennedy? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Dude, they elite her. You put that with fucking Seth Rich and the guy from the Whitewater thing? Yeah, Vince, the Seth uh, Rich one is a, is a classic. When people just Seth forgot Rich about Seth crazy. Rich. Did y'all, did y'all the new ever conspiracy go? of Seth Rich is that um, There's the Russians one? actually killed him. What? To gain traction to WikiLeaks and all the other shit. Oh... That's a left wing conspiracy. That's pretty crazy, right? Dude, they're getting they're getting kooky. Dude, yeah. the left wing's getting kooky, dude. It's about time. Ever since Trump got in office, left wings are going nuts. You know what's crazy? <laughs> Alex Jones used to be left wing. When George right? Bush was in office, yeah, he was yeah. left wing. And then Obama Alex came Jones in. just always, always was against like, you know, the establishment in general. So if the establishment yeah. was Republican, he was fucking, you the know, fucking well, shitting on like Bush. the dynasty families. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the fucking that zeitgeist documentary mm-hmm. you guys ever see that one no yes i have i saw that shit when i was like 13 no I, but like, that's the th- that's the stuff they don't really tell you about when they talk about alex jones is like if you watch some of his old school stuff like he was always just like it, it, i don't know if you ever seen the movie waking life waking life or it was like a 90s movie it was like kind of like a weird like 
uh, it was like this animated movie, but it wasn't animated. It was like retroscope or whatever they call it. Rotoscope. Rotoscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was a, it was like um it was kind of like a it Richard Linklater. He was the same guy who directed uh Slacker. Boyhood. Yeah, yeah, fucking... yeah. And he, you know, a lot of like philosophical stuff. And Alex oh, yeah. Jones had a segment in that where he was attacking stuff like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he did Fast Times. I did he? So. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I didn't Dude. know that. I did not fucking, know that. Oh, I fucking love that movie. But like Alex Jones was going off on like just the the, the government in general, and then all of a sudden, like he kind of got behind. He kind of got behind Trump because Trump was like a Anti. non-establishment player, yeah. and then people just kind of wrote him off as like a right winger that was just like a classic right wing Republican. But it's like not really though. Yeah, not, not really not though. At all. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like there's a lot of I'll, I'll watch Alex Jones and a lot of stuff. I'm like fuck yeah. A lot of the stuff I'm like holy shit. It's, but like you know, it's the the Patrice O'Neill had this thing he would say about like Alex Jones and like Louis Fer- like people like that, where it's like they they'll tell you two plus two equals four, and you're like fuck yeah two plus two does equal four, and then they're like here's this bag of marbles, and then they shove it up their ass. And you're like this dude just fucking shoved marbles up his ass. We can't take him seriously. And then somebody's like no, but he just said two plus two is four. Yeah, and it's like no, fuck that. He put marbles in it. It's kind of like David Ike. Remember the uh, he was a he was a guy. My dad used to. Um, my uncle Phil, my dad's brother, Uncle Phil, was like this like the really noted, smart. noted flat earth. Truther. Yeah, noted, you, yeah. ha- you have an Uncle Phil? I have an Uncle Phil. Not dude. like Fresh Prince. Not like though. French Prince. <laughs> not, <laughs> like, not at all like Fresh Prince. Not even close. It's the, gr- but, it's uh, the Greek Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Italian side, and he's just like oh, super, like, he's very smart, but he's just a complete like conspiracy, you know, just, you know, doesn't believe in gravity. I got in a big argument with him about <laughs> whether or not gravity exists. I'm like, is this conversation? What? I, it's like, I don't even know what he believes. But Dog, like. <laughs> to, I, you have no idea how bad I want to agree with no gravity and flat earth and all that. Like, there's a huge part of me that just wants to be like, yeah, fuck, what are the fucking scientists now? I think, oh, yeah. I definitely <laughs> like looked into flat earth to be like. Oh, yeah. I look I at it as, as well like a, it's like a <laughs> mental exercise that people do, and sometimes you go to like myself personally. I've always been the type of person to question whatever the like whatever the accepted truths are. I always like when I hear people just be like, "Yeah, well, that's just the way it is because science." And I'm just like, "Well, fuck you! How do you fucking know the Earth is round, mm-hmm. man? Tell me, have you ever seen it?" Yeah, it's like you like you're a, like I I believe the Earth is round, but like how many people are just walking around that like the Earth could be a fucking trapezoid and they wouldn't know the fucking difference? Right, they're just going off of what's been told to them. It's, so like I got in an argument with him about whether or not gravity was real, and he's making me sit there and try to prove that gravity exists, and I'm just going like, you're just like uh, dropping yeah, pencils. Yeah, just dropping shit. Look, it's, it's like, but like is I that gravity or is that what is dude, pencils have been Let's get a timer out, dude. Nine point eight six. Things have been falling. Things have been falling from long before Isaac Newton ever came up with the theory of gravity. What did they think it was before then? Then how did the towers fall <laughs> at that rate? It doesn't make sense. Dude, they went straight down. They dude. fell. That wouldn't happen on a flat Earth. But there's certain there's certain conspiracy theories that the 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 big um uh barometer for me is. Who benefits from the lie? If you can show me that someone is actively benefiting from fooling the public about something, then I can get behind it. Like, who benefits if the, from the earth being flat? Who is making big-time bucks big off globe, of the earth dude. secretly being flat, but they lie to us telling us globes. What, what? <laughs> Big globes. Big globes. Big globes. Big globes. We're talking big globe about gravity, gravity, dude. dude. Maps, map companies. Apple, dude. Apples, dude. Apple. Apple. Or, yeah, Apple, dude. Apple, Apple dude. and and 
Um, big airline, big <laughs> Spirit Airways, dude. I had you another lost one. It. Yeah, you no, lost no, it. I had another one. <laughs> that was, I was awesome. Like, I saw yeah. it escape you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great. I'm surprised I didn't see what it was on the way out <laughs> yeah, of your dude, left ear. Sure. Yeah, dude, 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 it would good. destroy the airline industry <laughs> if we found out gravity wasn't a uh, yeah. Dude, big bird, dude. Big bird, Sesame Street's about to get me started on fucking phone cases, fucking screen protectors. <laughs> all kinds of stuff would go to shambles but it's like there's certain things it's like you know I'll hear you out on a conspiracy about the Clintons because I can totally see how the Clintons would benefit from shady shit have y'all ever fucking like went into WikiLeaks and like looked at like Hillary Clinton's staffers emails and shit like yeah, that yeah for sure I, I fucking I went into WikiLeaks and I searched out Seth Rich because I wanted to see what they were saying about it. Mm-hmm. And there was I found this one email chain of this like one like some intern being like, "Did you hear about what happened to Seth? Like, what the fuck? Do you think they had something to do with it?" And then somebody emailed him back and was like, uh, "I remember when I was naive enough to think you know it was just you know uh, like a thing they talked about or or just Ooh. a rumor or whatever." And I was like. Oh, I'm fucking deleting this from my Jesus browser history. Christ. I'm getting the fuck Dude, out of this. Dude, the thing that's crazy <laughs> about that is like that was one of the most blatant things that we've ever seen happen just in like Oh, well I, I mean like 10 years prior to that or even probably longer, one of like their staffers uh was like killed in a park in DC as well. Like right the, after he like pulled out a file from the National the, Archive about one of and, the Clintons. And the Whitewater guy, Vince uh whatever, the guy from Virginia. I think that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. they found him in a car he was in his car and he had two gunshots to the back of his head and they said it was suicide. Yeah. And it was it was during the Whitewater investigation during Clinton's presidency, which was like why he got impeached. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Whitewater is what got him impeached. It was like the yeah. thing with China, yeah. where he was like getting campaign funds from China. I thought it was the Monica Lewinsky shit. Well, that was like the public shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That but was also like, like I think it was also uh, wasn't there like a compound in Texas that they just fucking sent the Arkansas. ATF in and fucking just killed everyone? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Waco, Waco, that was Waco. Texas, right? Where they, yeah, they just lit the compound on yeah. fire. There's so much like like I know it's like you know it, it almost it, it's gotten so driven into the ground that even when you say like where are the emails it's like sounds crazy but it's like does, does that not strike like you're talking a private server you're talking a private server that she had set up in her in her home yeah dude the so craziest th- thing and is she tried to get rid and of then them. she deleted thirty three thousand she didn't just delete <laughs> them she bleach bit them she did every like everything's after they were subpoenaed to court dude why, her why? it person made a post on reddit to be like how how do i delete an entire email server and then like the comments were like use bleach bit use da 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 use da da oh <laughs> like, shit like, i work for that. a Pretty high profile politician, and we need to dump the email. Yo, that's fucking crazy. And that doesn't, and that doesn't, Reddit like, is so fucking nuts, like, dude. I don't care what side you're on, that should strike you as like, holy shit. Like, if anybody else did that, if anybody else did that, if I did that to avoid a parking ticket, they'd fucking, like, you're, be like, it doesn't matter that you deleted your email, the parking ticket, Jimmy. We still have our email, the parking ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay it. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, and the you were talking about Epstein before we started. Uh, uh, yeah, have you dude. seen the the Clinton ties to Epstein? Where it was like, oh well, yeah. Well, dude, Epstein. That was says, like the whole PizzaGate shit. Yeah. 
Like Pizza oh, Gate, Epstein, was, Epstein Pizza was heavily implied in Pizza Gate. I know, all I know about the Epstein, I just started reading about it today. All I know is that he has one of OJ's lawyers. He is one of OJ's lawyers. And that's he like, got off last time. Yeah, on on just like in a, a like an indecent or yeah. something like that. Something about like indecent with a minor. He was yeah. being prosecuted for molesting like 40 underage girls yeah. and he got like 8 months yeah. of what's like the whole house arrest? So the whole the whole thing surrounding him is there a, they say he has an island that's like colloquially known as like pedophile island or something like that where he's like, got a well, fucking he has a plane called Lolita, Lolita Express. Express yes that's the fucking craziest goddamn thing I think the island's just called like Little St. James yeah well, I mean I imagine he doesn't call it himself pedophile because that'd be a dead <laughs> giveaway <laughs> <laughs> but, he's like, but name, I'm not a pedophile his own right. plane name is called Lolita Express which yeah. is like a it sounds Stanley like the Polar Express, but for child slaves. Well, it's, it comes. It comes from that. There's a Stanley Kubrick movie where there's a dude that falls in love with like a 13 year old or whatever, and and she she goes by Lolita, and and it's and it's a it's this whole movie about how this dude loves this 13 year old, and then he ends up like raping her and shit. Yeah, and I'm classic not gonna, Kubrick. Classic, classic. <laughs> and I don't want to talk at a turn on this because I'm I'm not super well versed on the whole uh, situation, but. I've overheard that, like, like when you think about the fact that he's like this multi-billionaire, or whatever he is, he's like super rich. He's guy. like the first hedge fund kid. And like, dude, where did he well, get that's his not money even from? the thing. He's not a hedge fund kid. He's not like oh. he's not from a rich family. He's not like he says. Like he doesn't have any degrees. Doesn't have anything. When he was like twenty, some rich dude had him teach math at a private school out of nowhere, and then like. He just started like managing rich people's money, and that's how he made his fortune, apparently, to the oh, public shit. face. But he's, you know, he's basically just like blackmailing. Yeah, yeah. that's what they're speculating that he's literally just like he has something to offer these people, and then him and Bill Cosby lived on the same in the same neighborhood growing and, up. No, no, no. The where his rape thing in Brooklyn is like a rape house in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Is this giant like seven story fucking rape house in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. And apparently Bill Cosby lived in the same neighborhood and there was like a like a a doorman or whatever who who would like he he gave an interview a few weeks ago like talking about like he didn't say he wasn't like these people were raping but he was like the amount of girls that came and went from these places you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And it's just and then the thing the only like the thing the biggest thing that stood out to me about the Epstein thing was they were talking about that house the girl from the first the first time he got in trouble, described this like massage room mm -hmm. in quotes, massage room, where like that's where he would do all the, like the drugging and like it was like a sex dungeon, and she like described it to a T, and they never went and looked at that house until like that's what the whole they thing. They just raided his house. Yeah, exactly. Like, and day. so the cops they went into his house, and the massage room thing was still there the exact way that the girl from fucking like 15 years ago described it Jesus which Christ. is just like like how well yeah he was like well, fucking I got away evil. with it already let me just keep things out I don't want to mess up the feng shui yeah he's got a fucking island like yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's how often is he at that rape dungeon like, it's insane apparently they got into a safe and he just had all of his blackmail pictures in there dude with, like, yeah he had like CDs and, like a bunch of other people yeah like yeah, CDs, CDs labeled, labeled like, like young nude girls <laughs> yeah, like, like what the fuck just called, like fucking Mega Man or some shit dude <laughs> yeah your face is exactly how I looked when I read it Jimmy dude it's just insane like, how do you not have just have it on a fucking thumb drive or a, or a fucking flash drive? Like I don't know if it's more disturbing. It's obviously very clearly disturbing that 
this guy was doing it. But what disturbs me the most is how, I mean, the fact that there was enough of a market for what he was doing to, for him to become a fucking multi-billionaire doing it. The fact, that, the fact that he could literally get that many high-power people under his thumb, blackmail-wise, because there was that big of a market in that class to fucking rape young girls. Like, think about how many people right. he has, how many people he has blackmailed in that safe. Like, the shit that's going on that, like, I don't even think about. Yeah, there's, you know, I don't even once thought about. There's rich people that you've never even heard of that run companies that you know they're fucking raping kids. Like, that's how much. Like, and I, yeah. I, dude, it's like the same way that like people always talk about like the '80s rock stars and shit, where they're like, oh, well, they weren't gay, but they just got so much pussy they're bored with it and fucked men. Well, that's what I was wondering. Dude, I these think- rich people. Are bored of fucking women and men. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what's the next step, dude? Kids. Animals? Nah, that's gross. Kids, dude. <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing. Like, what are we, <laughs> farmers? We're yeah, not going to fuck animals. We touched on it. I feel like we, we may have said this before, but like, it almost made me feel like maybe I'm just not rich enough to understand what's the appeal of fucking a kid. 100%. Because it, like, it feels like once you're rich, you're like, oh, dude, you've had, yeah. you've had college girl a... pussy. You've had, you know, you might even <laughs> have some dick, but you've never fucked a kid. <laughs> right. And it's like, dude, I'm too white trash to even know that that's a good thing, dude. <laughs> There's a fucking Louis C.K. did the monologue on SNL about pedophilia and like how he's like there. He's like some, There's something like people keep fucking kids. It's like the, it's gotta be good. You know? Like <laughs> he didn't. It, it's he. I butchered it, but it's like no. I remember that. that it's one of those fun. things where it's like he's around those rich people. Like so. And and his his jokes have always been him like relaying, you know, whatever his kids or his wife or you know society in general. So when he's making a joke like that, there's he's got to be getting that from. He's not just thinking pedophilia. Like yeah, he's got a. There's got to be a connection. Like he knows he's in those circles with all those fucking like yeah. Weinstein's and all that. Mm-hmm. So he's got to know, yeah, dude. Fucking you know? Jeffrey Epstein is basically just like a rich person child sommelier. He just like <laughs> goes around to like black tie events and he's like, I've got a nice uh 10-year uh, aged uh <laughs> female. Her name is Charlie. And <laughs> so she's tied to the ping pong table downstairs. Uh, See the thing that bugs down me is there, like Take a hit of a uh, fucking whatever I forget what it's called, but like another thing in the big conspiracy thing is like that they're like not only like fucking these kids, but they're like ritualistically like sacrificing and eating them and shit. What? And that's like I think that's like when people take the story and run with it. Like I don't know if that's actually happening, but like right. th- there was all that weird Bohemian Grove shit that like Alex Jones talked about like ten There's years ago. There's the the uh, There's that like documentary where he like goes and sneaks into the compound. Yeah, where I, they do like yeah, they like do like fake sacrifice burn, rit- rituals and, burn and shit the big owl. at like a yeah. Boy Scout camp for old men. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's heavily guarded. But so I think it's called like Adrenochrone or something. But it's basically like they're trying to. The theory is that like they're eating these kids to get like eternal life, basically, or like they're trying to get like adrenochrone, which is like some weird like mix between like adrenaline and like a stem cell, mm-hmm. which like 
Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's fucking. Well, the thi- that's that's what I was weird. That's what I was gonna get. I think like yeah, it's it sucks because like conspiracy theories like. Like, we're talking about, like, 20 minutes ago, where, like, you're saying, like, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 4, and you're all on board yeah. for that shit. But then the dipping the nuts in the fucking whatever yeah, is the, yeah. them putting on TP hats and fucking <laughs> splitting a child in two and drinking their organs or And I think shit. that's done on purpose, though. I think that, the, sure. I think that, that what happens is, you know, you take something as, I don't want to say common... Because it's not in everyday life for most people a common thing, but something that's very prevalent, especially in other parts of the world, but even in America, is human sex trafficking. You know that a lot of young girls are are abducted and put into put into human sex trafficking, where people there's a market for it. There's people that are raped. Girls, there's girls that are put. There's girls that are put in these situations, and 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 so in from my view, it shouldn't be very hard to believe that that that's going on in this situation. But yeah. then I almost feel like the way that they kind of deter people from investigating further is when they come up with the crazy shit like Barack Obama ordered seventy five thousand hot dogs. What is a hot dog? And it's like <laughs> you know, it's like it's like okay, <laughs> even if Barack Obama didn't order seventy five thousand hot dogs, can we all acknowledge that this dude has a plane called the Lolita Express? And he has his own private island. He has a rape house in there's Brooklyn like, with a massage pictures, dungeon. Dude, there's pictures of like him and Bill Clinton on his plane with just like 14 year old girls. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. like, why? ridiculous. There's not even a reason why, why I would be in a picture with a 14 year old girl. What is <laughs> no. Bill Clinton doing yeah. dude, in a picture with a 14 year old girl? That kid is not I feel related bad to enough. me. I'm not taking a picture with him. I feel bad <laughs> enough that I accidentally had sex with a 17 year old when I was 21. Like, but that's that. that see, that to me is like. That that shit can happen. Look, yeah, that shit happen. I'm That's sure okay. enough adult to it's say okay thing. you're gonna it's see. Also, like, dude, there were way worse dudes when I was in high school in like tenth or ninth grade. Oh yeah, and they were like twenty eight, thirty year old dudes yeah. banging out high school chicks. Oh yeah, dude, mm-hmm. there was... and they're just like the oh. dude, the fucking trugliest girls. It was, they're like the they trolls were... would come in and it for fucking first period. And they'd be like, I just fucked my boyfriend in the parking lot. By the park, and then we got Burger King. Oh, dude, my high school, it was the, the fucking baddest girls. Like, really? the, the hottest girls were all fucking, like, dudes that were, like, SoundCloud Well, you were rap, fucking, the original dude, SoundCloud you were, you were dirty birdie. You were fucking down south. What do you mean? Right? Weren't you, like, Brooklyn Park, Pasadena? I went to high school in Annapolis. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Really? Annapolis used to be hot. Well, I went to so, I kind of understand that, too. But, so... For Towson, we were by Calvert Hall. Like, we were at the public school, Towson High. Yeah. And then there was, like, Loyola and uh, Calvert Hall, like, two boy, like, private schools. Yeah. So, like, the attractive girls would try to bang those kids. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the fucking burnout, like, chug mugs, the fucking trapes, dude. <laughs> They'd fucking. What the fuck dude, is a trape? Troll a chug mug. Troll, troll, troll dude. Is a troll name? A troll half ape. troll Trape. half ape. Half troll half ape, dude. Okay. All right. <laughs> Where are these terms? And not from? even like I've never not heard like these a terms. fucking Exclusively racist. Us. Not even okay. like racist or anything, but just like fucking. I got you, dude. Like our our teacher, Mister Tarlow, he was a fucking ape, dude. He'd like, <laughs> jump on the desk and fucking start yelling at people, <laughs> then spaz out because his pinched nerve in his shoulder would act up. <laughs> oh, okay. But I dude, you. I remember first period this fucking. Little fucking, you know the chick that eats the blueberry and 
fucking. She looks like a blueberry in Willy Wonka. She just died. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know when she like starts puffing up, but she like onset puff. That's what this girl looks like. <laughs> like she just ate it, and she's like, I don't feel so good, and then started puffing up a little bit, and then she's coming in smelling like fucking Burger King, like cinnamon toast breadstick appetizers for breakfast and she's oh, like I, lo- I, love that I just fucked my 30 year old boyfriend in his car he just dropped me off at school it's like gross well there's yeah. levels to this shit gross. and there's levels to it that people don't talk about for good reason they don't talk about it because it makes you sound like a fucking weirdo when you do but I'm gonna do it anyway so there's you know there's people that are attracted to women there's people that are attracted to literal girls I can understand being a loser 28-year-old, loser 30-year-old. Who being knows? like, damn, this young chick thinks I'm fucking cool. Yeah. Like Finally. This, this high school cool. chick, like she's developed, but also she's obviously clearly too young to be hanging out with me. I can understand that on a certain level. It's a, it's a power thing. Yeah. I yeah. can't understand the dudes that are literally attracted to prepubescent girls. And it sounds like Dude, this Epstein, Epstein thing was also was like... like Breaking them off like two hundred bucks for a session. Yeah, like he was tipping them afterwards. Like mm-hmm. he better was than just, R. Kelly, just using them, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah. Also, R. Kelly, fucking. Uh, do you think they? Uh, like, I understand. He was about I to buy NBC. Shit. That's what happened. He was about to, he buy, was about NBC. to buy NBC. That's dude. my favorite, like, black Twitter thing. About Cosby? About, but no, black yeah. Twitter always does no, it about everything. About exactly. Yeah, any, Michael any, Jackson was about to buy yeah. Disney. <laughs> Anytime a black person gets in trouble, black Twitter's like, it's because they're about to buy NBC. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> just don't sell it. Just don't sell it. Yeah. NBC isn't for sale. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, all right. Dude, it's Comcast. never been for sale. Comcast, Comcast owns just, NBC. Yeah. Comcast isn't going anywhere. And then Disney owns They have Comcast. monopolies in He sends me, was like, yo, I'm interested in buying and they're sitting there in the control room like, should we just say no? Or should we say he runs a child yeah. sex cult? Should we, <laughs> yeah. should we let him know that only five companies own literally everything yeah. in this country? Dude, I took a fucking or no. uh, oh, no. a we'll media. Arrest him. Yeah, that's what they said about Bill Cosby. They said Bill Cosby was trying to buy Yeah, he was trying to buy NBC, what? dude. What? He wanted to like make a new sitcom and shit. <laughs> yeah. He's going to... Distract everyone from all the other shows on TV <laughs> with his new sitcom. Let's tell him, yeah, dude. There's a there's an unreleased Travis Scott song that I think is so funny because I love Travis Scott, but like he obviously the song he made it right after Cosby accusations and he didn't read into anything. But the whole <laughs> song is like you know like um he's like uh, first they love you then they hate you. And like uh, one of the verses is like they're trying they like watch out they might try to tiger you uh, forty bitches overnight they try to Cosby uh, <laughs> or some shit like that <laughs> it's so it's like such a dope line however he says it but then when you like listen and you like think about it for a second you're like oh, you know Cosby pretty much did like that was do that like the thing with Cosby is the same thing with Louis but like I feel like at least in comedy circles. That was always talked about, like Cosby? the Cosby thing, the Cosby dude, thing, and the Louis thing dude, too. I had I had no idea about Cosby, and when I was in like tenth grade, uh, 
Abby's brother was like, you know, Bill Cosby's a rapist. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, my dad told me that he's a rapist. And I was like, what the fuck would your dad know about Bill Cosby? And he Dude, was like, isn't it insane that Hannibal Burris started cancel culture? Like, for real. I can Hannibal see it Burris as a cancel culture as a joke. As a joke. I don't know as if a it was joke a joke, of, dude. You well, can you can I, I don't Google ha- you can Google Bill Cosby as a rapist or Hannibal Burris and Bill Cosby as a rapist has more Google hits. <laughs> that I, was his joke. I <laughs> like I don't know like I I feel like cancel culture would have started even without it would have started Burris anyway. But it's we, like like we were already getting there. You yeah, know? but. He definitely fucking lit it all like Yeah. But I also think th- I also think there's a, a distinction that needs to be made between a rapist and a creep. Like when I look at like Bill Cosby. Yeah, Louis a total he's he's, he's, a, a, he's creep. a creep. He's I don't creep. think it's fair to call what if if my understanding of what he did is correct, I don't think it's fair to to consider Louis CK a creep or even necessarily a sexual predator. It's I don't not think that's his fair. fault. They said yes. It's like, not, yeah. and and not I don't, his... I can't get behind well, the excuse of his, like. Well, he did was you a person. See his in joke power? at Skankfest, or like when he did his drop in set. You're at Skankfest, but I think it I, happened the I, day yeah, before. The day you were before there. I got there, yeah. But fucking, um, I got to apparently see... his intro joke was if you ask a woman to beat off in front of her and she says yes. Probably just don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) He's the the fucking best. I don't get it. But, dude, so, like, um. I just watched Horace and Pete. That you ever watch that, dude? It's sad cheers, dude. It's sad cheers, but it's also like there's a lot of shit in there where it's just like I feel like he's alluding, like, he's alluding to the shit that got him in trouble in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, he would talk about that on like ONA and shit. Like there are clips of him talking about like beating off in front of people on the radio. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh, Like, but yeah, like it wasn't so like, like what I was saying, like Bill Cosby and the Louie thing were both like people knew about it, but it wasn't like such a, it wasn't like a crazy thing. And it was also a thing where like Bill Cosby was also like an asshole. Bill Cosby like, Fucking was like very shitty to like the black community. Yeah, he'd always tell them to like you know pull your fucking pants up, pull your shit up by the bootstraps, stop cursing. All yeah, that stop shit. cursing. Don't you're, get, you're getting pull attacked your pants by a beetle, up. dude. Yeah, this beetle like he also did. Me. If if Dave Chappelle's uh, story is correct, he also did pay for Martin Luther King's PA set during his first speech. He did. Well, dude, and it's crazy. I don't think he was shitty towards the black. I think he he was kind of like a hard nose, just like. You know, well, think, blah, like, blah, well, blah. he wanted to. He, he, was wanted, just, he wanted to see them hard. do better. Yeah, he wanted he to break hard. the stereotypes. He was being hard on him, but also like, I think when you're a person like Bill Cosby and like, especially back then, like, there's no internet, there's no fucking like, no one's talking to each other. They're all just being like, "Hi, how are you doing? Weather's nice out. Oh, that's nice. Did you read the paper? Oh, I can't believe the ball game last night." Uh, no one was actually like talking to each other on like a real fucking personal level, and um. And I don't think he like I like I literally don't th- think he like could put himself in anyone else's shoes but his own. And he saw his path to success, and he kept trying to like tell people about it, and it just wasn't working for anyone because it was basically just fucking, you know, hard work and luck combined. Yeah. And he like I think he was like almost like resentful of that. Uh, but back to con- conspiracy theories. I was thinking about this earlier. I think R. Kelly killed Aaliyah. Really? 
Yeah, yeah. See, he was banging like Aaliyah, dude. He was married to Aaliyah. He was married to Aaliyah. Yeah, like yeah I hope 14. Yeah, 14 or 15. Dude, yeah. So I think How he was that? Aaliyah, dude. Why would he kill her, though? Dude, she had that Queen of the Damned money. Like, uh, I think she was about to fucking come out, dude. She was about to come out and fucking... Yeah, I could see that. I could story. see that. If she, if he was doing shit that was clear, oh. truly fucked up, and then yeah. she found herself at a high also, like, yeah. the P-tape was around then, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he had a bunch of shit going against him, and then Aaliyah also just died. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, it's like, oh, his wife died. Let's, let's cool out. Like, yeah, 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 like, she was, like, his, his, his underling. Bride. Yeah, yeah, his child his bride. child bride died. <laughs> died. <laughs> Apparently, the plane forgot to fill up on gas. Or <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> They had one too many people on board, so they ran out of gas. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, my 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 autistic brother is the is the jet fuel guy, one of the jet fuel guys at oh, BWI. So, oh, okay, they're gonna say it, jet it is, fuel it, can't it, melt steel beams or whatever. Yeah, no, he's like practicing that every day. It, I mean, it is possible that they don't they forget to fill it up <laughs> if they're if they're letting autistic people. Either that, or I'd rather have true. an autistic guy do like one of those Rain Man autistic guys. Oh uh, like, yeah, uh, it was exactly four point six gallons. Yeah. He's like I love airplanes. I will not yeah. let this plane crash. <laughs> so how how full did you say your tank was? Okay, so you said it was on a, a quarter tank. Okay, so maybe like two hundred fifty three gallons of fuel can probably go in there. Okay, I'll check he the like odometer real quick. Finger in the gas. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd rather have an autistic guy doing it than me. Because <laughs> if I was doing a BWI, there'd be a lot more fucking plane crashes. Dude, I would forget for a lot of shit all the time. Dude, they, oh fuck, dude! You ever see the video? They need the autistic people for the precision jobs. Dude, I've run out of gas. <laughs> I've run out Ripping of gas. Ripping movie theater tickets <laughs> in my own car. I've run out of gas Bagging more groceries. more times than I can count on one hand. I would never trust it. The what? I've run out of gas in my own car more times than I can count on dude, one hand. So I you should never of, trust an autistic I literally man <laughs> to fill up the <laughs> gas tank. <laughs> dude, I literally ran out of gas uh, when I was when I left my house today. <laughs> <laughs> on 83 I was like oh fuck but I was right by the exit and I was like I'll just, yeah. walk, I'll just walk to the gas station dude I was low today there's a fucking gas can in my trunk if anybody <laughs> wants it <laughs> I filled up but I was like yo will you hit me with some of that I've been fucking busy so like the last three days I think two days ago I was down at fucking like 30 miles left on my tank ooh I think I got down to like nine today, and I was like, I should, I'm gonna go get gas real quick. Dude, my uh, my gas gauge. I was just zipping around. I was Dude, zipping around. I had no time to stop. The gas gauge on my car is broke. Ooh. And then the like the part where it tells you how many miles you have, that shit doesn't work either. Yeah. So like sometimes it'll go up as I'm driving. But that's normal. Like if if you're on the Beltway and you've been doing city driving. Your fuel economy gets better, so oh, it'll like give you back miles. Yeah, like I've gone, I've started well, a road trip where it said like three hundred miles left, and I'll get to the place and it'll be like two hours away. Like driving to the beach, like I always get very lucky with that shit. It'll be like, all right, it's a hundred miles to the beach or whatever, and I'm at three hundred right now. And then I get to the beach and it'll be like two fifty. Yeah, you can pretty much left. coast. You can coast if you're going a solid like sixty, seventy, eighty miles per hour. No stops and goes. You can do it. Ironically enough, I I ran out of gas probably about six or seven times when I had my first uh, car, my Nissan Altima. It was a 2010, and I had it from like 2011 to 2014 or 15. I ran out of gas probably about six or seven times, and then my next car Dude, I got. One of the funniest things in life to me was I wasn't even there for it, but I heard about it. When you drove down to New Orleans with Scott, fucking Ricky and her dad, 
Sex, like, sexy Scott? Sexy yes. Scott. Fuck yeah. Dude, 30 minutes into like the eight-hour car drive, he runs out of gas <laughs> at like fucking 4 a.m. You're, you're not even out of Maryland yet? <laughs> but then I got a... <laughs> Everyone's just like, why did we wake up so early? <laughs> <laughs> I got a car after my Ultima went, and the gas needle didn't work. I bought it at a police auction or something like that. It was a piece of shit. I bought it for like nineteen hundred bucks, and it needed Classic. like fifteen hundred dollars of work just to pass the inspection to be street legal. And I fucking it was a two thousand three Oldsmobile Aurora. The gas needle didn't work. I never ran out of gas one time with huh. that car, not well, once. Well, that's because you're cautious about it. Exactly. I used to set the odometer to like every time I fill up the tank, I'd be like, okay, when it gets close to three hundred miles, you got to refill. Yeah, doggy. But that's like, life I'm living when right I had now. my fucking regular car, I'd see that shit on E, and I'd be like, I'm good. Let's fucking you know these cars have another yeah. full tank of gas once you hit E. <laughs> <laughs> that's dude, a fucking myth. Dude, that's yeah. probably why my gas gauge broke, was because I did that too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, we can't go any more towards the E direction. <laughs> you mm. need to fill up. We broke the needle. If there's a, you were there's, so empty. There's an episode of Seinfeld about that, where they... This is fucking dumb. <laughs> but, like, Kramer's, like, they, they're, like, driving, like, a... a they got a mail truck. I think like Newman had a mail truck or whatever because he was a postman, and they were driving it somewhere. And he, they're like, "We're on E. We gotta fill up." And he was like, "Let's tails push it to the limit, baby." <laughs> and they just, it's like that's how I feel every time my shit. Like when the thing where it tells you how many miles, it just goes to dashes, and it's like, "All right, we're fucking living on the edge now." <laughs> like I don't fuck with cocaine. Like when you I, go I under fuck. the E line. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, dude. Fuck, dude. Yeah, dude, I don't dude. like cocaine, but I love driving when I'm under E. Oh yeah, it's, dude. it's exhilarating because any moment. Moment. At any moment, you're going to press on that accelerator and it's just going to get slower. And you're yeah. going to be like, I've I had it happen so yeah. many cars times. On my old die. car, <laughs> on my Avalon, dude, the O2 Avalon, I remember getting it down to like, RIP. It was like nine miles left on the tank. And I like was about to pull into a gas station and it was closed for renovations. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, I think there's like a gas station down the street. It's only like half a mile, mile away. And right when I speed past the gas station, it goes from nine to six real fucking quick. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> dude, I filled up with like four miles left on my tank. I was like, oh my God, dude. Oh my God. That dude. was probably like 10 cents of gas in there, just chilling. Like, right. And like super, like, uh, you know, like uh, when your tank is super low and you open it up and you hear like a. Like a soda just opened. Fuck yeah. Just because there's so little gas in there, it's like fucking evaporated into like fucking gas fumes. Yeah, yeah if you were to have Just a to like get through then. the fucking engine. Just yeah. to be like, please just send something <laughs> to the engine. Like <laughs> I've had, I've had, so, so to, to backtrack a little bit, that New Orleans story, the, on the trip to New Orleans, actually 30 minutes into the trip, I got pulled over in Frederick on I 70. And I thought I had had a suspended license. I didn't know if I didn't or not. So I kept on coasting back into these back roads. Finally, I didn't even know where to go. The cop didn't turn on his lights. He just followed me for like a ton of time. I was with my ex, her father, and Scott. And we're just, I, I saw the cop pull out of his spot on I-70. And so I got off on the first exit. That's, and the, just, that's the worst thing you can Yeah. Do. <laughs> and then I thought like, I'll just casually drive and see if I can like escape. And maybe I'll make a quick left real quick and he'll lose me. Well, he didn't lose me. He followed me, and he just kept following me around neighborhoods. And I was like, why hasn't he turned on his lights? Finally, I pulled myself over. I just got, I just got to a point where I was like, I just like, stopped dude, the car. Yeah, I, I stopped on, the car and got out, and I just looked at the cop. And then want? he turned his lights on. <laughs> I was like, okay. So he comes up, and he does the whole thing. And then on the way down, 
We're in Virginia now. It's the next morning. I get pulled over again in Virginia for speeding again. It took and- you till the next morning to get to Virginia. <laughs> Dude, it, it was like, well, basically what we did is we, we drove for about, it was stupid that we left it at like one in the morning. We left it like one in the morning. I got pulled over by two in the morning on I-70. Once I got pulled over, I was just like, you know what, guys? I'm kind of tired. I just stopped and slept where we got pulled over. Woke <laughs> up. We all took a nap for like two hours. Woke up at five in the morning or something like that and just drove the rest of the way. At eight in the morning, I got pulled over in Pulaski, Virginia, which is like the southwestern corner. It's like, yeah. dude, people talk about the deep south, Alabama, you know, Georgia, shit like that. There is nothing more deep south than southwestern Virginia, dude. Their yeah. accent is indistinct. You West can't Virginia even... scares the Fuck out Dude, of it's me. it's and it's honestly it's not even necessarily West Virginia like the state. I'm talking Western Virginia, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southwestern. I, mean, that, I can see that being scary. Yeah, down yeah. like Dude. Roanoke and shit. Dude, it's like fucking, I, yeah. you couldn't even understand what they were saying. It was so deep south. Like it was crazy. I got pulled over for speeding there. Then we get the ticket. I uh, go, keep going. Four hours later, I run out of gas in like Tennessee or something like that. Fuck yeah. So now I'm I'm on the side of some interstate in Tennessee. At eight in the morning, or, or like ten in the morning, we walk into this back neighborhood of this like town of houses that's literally right off the interstate, and we just start knocking on doors. And eventually, one family comes out. They take us to the fucking gas station. We get it. I had another situation Southern where I ran out of dog. gas in Towson, and a Seasons Pizza driver happened to be driving by and picked me up and took me to the gas. I had one situation when I was coming back from Ocean City because I used to go down to Ocean City for the day. Oh, dude, <laughs> you should have got AAA, dog. Dude, dude. At this point, it would have been necessary. It would have been worth it. At, in Ocean's, I used to go down and do this thing where I would play on the. I would bring my generator. I would rent a generator from ABC Equipment Rental on a. Uh, Lock Raven Boulevard, and I would get it for the day. I'd drive down, and I'd play on 4th Street for like three or four hours, make tips, and then I'd come back. Well, that night I made enough money, so I stayed overnight. I'm coming back, and I'm on 695 on the way back, and uh, my car conks out in like, I mean, talking bumper-to-bumper traffic, and I'm in like the mid lane. And so I have to get out in bumper-to-bumper traffic on 695 and push my car to the through three lanes of of stop and go traffic oh, like people yourself. are just like ah, reversing and doing this and oh, i just have my, my front door God. open and i'm pushing it and then i get it off to the side of the road and there's i mean at this point there's thousands of people i'm in eyesight of it's, right. it's stopping <laughs> and i get my generator out of the car i get my subway cup i had a subway soda cup <laughs> that I had just finished drinking and I put it on the ground and I take the generator out of the car and I turn it upside down and start pouring gas out of it into the subway cup on the side of the road. You got fucking Diet Coke and fucking unleaded in your fuel tank, dude. And I take the subway cup and I'm just dumping it into my gas tank. Oh my God, that's the ultimate white trash right there. Dude, it was so white trash. That is. It was in everybody's so it wasn't like a nighttime. Oh I'm just, people are just watching yeah, yeah. you do this people shit. People are just waiting for you to do that so they can go home. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Please, dude. I'll give you my subway cup. <laughs> dude, I fucking Please. I ran out of I ran out of gas on uh uh fuck not Metropolitan uh fuck I can't remember. It's in Queen. It's like one of the main streets in Queens. Mm-hmm. I fucking ran out of gas at like four o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. <laughs> and I, Abby was in the car, and I was like. I, there's a gas station like two blocks from here. I know it. So I'm going to go run to that gas station. You hold down the fort. <laughs> and she's like, you're just going to leave me here? And I was like, I got I to gotta go get the gas. 
And I came back, and Abby was like about to get into a fist fight with some lady in a jeep. And I was Jesus like, Christ. I was like, oh fuck! Like, <laughs> I was like, what happened? And she was like, she pulled up and started calling me a cunt. And I was like, what? And she was like, I'm not a cunt, am I? And I'm like, well, no, but it's fucking. Were you in the middle of the road or the side of the road? Middle of the, I, well, there was it. It's it's like New York. It's you know, it's like there's yeah, it's, just it's so compact. There's only one lane, like one lane on each side, and then there's cars parked or double parked yeah, on either. Either side, so wow. it's like we're in. There's if we nothing were, you can do. Yeah, where are we gonna push our car to the fucking middle of the intersection? Yeah, like, yeah. So, and it was Jesus fucking, Christ, and it was like dick to ass. That, yeah. Wow, fuck, wow, it's gotta be the fucking worst. Dude, it was yeah. so, it was so fuck. Like I was like so glad that I went to get the gas. <laughs> if it would have been me sitting by my car, she would have came back to me in the middle of a fist fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> either in the middle of the fist fight or the cops would be there and I, like, I would be gone. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. There is a, one time I got picked up. Oh my God. Just thinking about this. I'm, I'm not bullshit. I've done it so many Dude, times. He's done it. So one many time times. like, I, I will uh, verify <laughs> Dude, you've done it so many times, Ocean City route. You've done it so many times, just randomly. Too. I was playing in C. I used to play in this country rock band called Denim and Lace. I was playing a gig up in Cecil County at uh, this oh, place. Oh, wait, country rock band? Country rock band. And they're called Denim and Lace. Denim and Lace. Three lead female singers. Yeah, and then they and then they all <laughs> left, and then it was just me, the lead singer of this country rock band called Denim and Lace. The logo was like pink and shit. I was like, oh great. And dude. He couldn't even bang one of the girls in the band because her dad was the fucking dad was drummer. This dude. Was, uh, <laughs> I did this from like time I was like nineteen to twenty one or twenty two, and uh, we played this gig up in Hilltop uh, in Cecil County, like Elkton. And I'm driving down ninety five, and I run out of uh, gas uh, somewhere in like like South Cecil County on ninety five at like two thirty in the morning after we loaded out, and it's pouring down rain. And I was like, well, fuck, I got to go gas. The next exit was literally three miles down the road. So I'm walking down the side of the road, uh, and these dudes see me as they're pulling over. They pull over, and they're like, yo, what are you doing? And they're like, uh, I told them the whole situation. They're like, oh, we're taking the next gas station. I hop in the car with these dudes. These dudes are fucking wasted. They're fucking flying <laughs> through the road. They're fucking yeah, no going. They're being so nice, dude. Dude, they are <laughs> fucking going crazy. They're drinking like out of the jack bottle while driving. They take me to the gas station. I get a gas can. I fill it up. Bring it back. Get to my car. Fill up the tank. And then I hop back in my car. And I realize I left my car battery on the whole time to charge my phone to call somebody. My Car battery had died, so now my battery was dead with a tank of gas. Of gas. <laughs> and so I had like 3% on the battery. I called up 911 and I said, look, here's the situation. I'm on the side of 95. I just filled up my tank, but now my battery's dead because I left it on. Can somebody send them out to jump me? They were like, we can't send somebody out to jump you for another probably like two or three hours. We got a lot of – it was like a really stormy night. So I just, in my car, just fall asleep in my car on the side of I-95, pouring down rain, wake up. To a cop with my hood already up. <laughs> dude, that's sick. <laughs> Wake up and he's like, dude, what? <laughs> I was like, I told him the whole situation. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm not even drunk. And he was like, that's the worst part. <laughs> that's the worst part, dude. You're completely sober. I do, honestly, that whole story is fucking nuts, but I still can't get past the denim and lace thing. <laughs> I cannot get past that. That's so fucking. <laughs> It's such I, a I know, funny I, name, dude. I know I only know you from seeing like you at shows and coming day. here to do the podcast and shit, mm -hmm. but like, I, never in a million fucking years would I say country rock band, Denim and Lace. It was, uh, dude, he auditioned for it. 
and and yeah. the fact that so the the so the, one of the singers her dad was the drummer yeah and so she left she was i can't take my fucking dad anymore <laughs> and fucking hightailed it and you didn't even have the fucking courage to change the name to just denim because lace is gone lace the is fucking totally lace gone, is gone dude. dude it's denim now it was, uh, i don't even think anyone were even called like lacy or anything it was just denim it was, and lace, it was literally it was such a it was a, originally a play on like you know three dudes three chicks so would you do covers or would you do originals or cover it was all covers i was playing everybody in the band was like 50 60 years old uh, and then it was me except like the except the, except the chicks the daughter jimmy yeah yeah it Fuck, was it was a wild dude. time it was a wild time Fuck. i learned a lot on, dude i'm Got sure you like learned the a fucking, lot uh what was that hotel on the corner of joppa and uh lock raven oh, like the quality Inn. quality Inn, dude. and they Got had a the quality Inn bar fucking jimmy dude, play that shit sean, sean Tez, yeah a, he's at the show there mike there yeah, yeah. i did yeah. that one Mango time Manny's and i was or like something me too. Damn, yeah. I was like, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I did it one time and then just lied the whole like my whole set. I was just like lying about shit, <laughs> and then everyone was believing me. And then after the show, they kept trying to like talk to me about like I don't know. I kept just being like, yeah, you know, it took me a second because I like showed up late. I was like, yeah, like I had to drive like six hours to get here. Like I just did a show in fucking North Carolina. <laughs> 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 Everyone after the show was like, how's North Carolina? I'm like, no, I was just just mad and being a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Dude. yeah, dude, Denim and Lace days, that was sick. It was sick. It was uh, it was it was a mix of both sick and that uh, was a good learning experience. It was because I I learned a lot. But (laughs) speaking of learning experiences, I have a really good story about Skankfest on my podcast. Ooh. <laughs> about about my teaser? learning about my learning experience at Skankfest. You gonna tease it here? Oh yeah, just and a then, little. And then go listen on the Last Ditch podcast. Yeah, it's uh the. You're the, gonna put it out tomorrow, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah! yeah. Every Friday you said. Every you Friday. Out on I'm SoundCloud. You on I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do SoundCloud just for this first one. Yeah. And then I can help you link it up to uh, yeah. iTunes if you need. I that. have a. Uh, I think my website, I think I can host an RSS yeah, from my website. For sure. Because I paid like $700 for my website for four years. Okay. So it's that's, four, a good, that's decent. Yeah. I did it through, uh, uh, what's the, not Square, Squarespace, but the other one. Wix or something. Wix. Okay. Yeah, I did it through Wix. And just a quick word to any podcasters out there. Eric and I just learned this two months ago. But they are now accepting third-party applications from podcasts. So we just got on Spotify, which means you should be able to get on Spotify too, because a lot of those hosting sites, SoundCloud was just Libsyn. Yeah, you could get into Spotify. That's when when I had my first podcast that I actually like went through with that we did Mm -hmm. probably like twenty episodes of. We we used Libsyn. But I'm gonna give you a little sleeper cell trick here because honestly. Libsyn is like forty something dollars a month. Yeah, it's expensive. Uh, SoundCloud is fifteen a month for unlimited uploads, and they can now aggregate to all of the same places as uh, any of the other hosting sites. I mean, for Shit. the longest time, we were on everything but Spotify. So we were on iTunes, Google Play, we were on Laughable, Laughable. Stitcher, Apple, That's all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, I applied to Spotify last year around this time, and I never heard a response because. SoundCloud didn't have like an agreement with them, and so you had to apply third party. And it was like you had to literally like send in an application, like typed out and stuff. It was like really like it was one of those things that you did, and you were like, "There's no way this is ever going to work." Then I went back about a month or two ago, and I did the same thing, but this time they had it like an app form, so you just like 
filled in the blanks like basically the and thing, when something's yeah. like that you're like okay this might work you know because yeah, yeah. it's like they last time it was literally like a like a bcr essay with like what's the name of your podcast why should we have you on and i was just like oh no we've been doing it for a while and i was like this is not gonna work <laughs> and then this time it was just like give us a title give us the host give us the rss feed and i was like okay and then it was just like congratulations you're on spotify so now there's literally other than the fact that there's like certain things you can do with Libsyn, there's like better tracking, I guess, and there's like you can like schedule publishing to be like I want to publish every week at this time, but it's like we're not fucking organized to release every week at a certain time. So like, why do we need a hosting site that is? Yeah, you know? right. Put it right. on SoundCloud. It's on Spotify in the next fucking hour. You know. Yeah. So yeah. just 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 a word of advice. I'm pretty sure you can probably do it from your hosting site too. But if not, yeah, SoundCloud I mean, it, is the move. I don't know though. I haven't I haven't even fucking checked my own website and so fucking like the dates that I had on there are from like when I was still in New York. So <laughs> I, it's it's been fucking Catch me every Monday at JoJo's yeah. Joke House. I mean essentially and, uh, a personal yeah, website at this point. Fucking okay, Friday and Saturday, <laughs> I'm the house guest spot at Eastville <laughs> Comedy Club. Come see me do ten minutes every Friday house and Saturday. Guest spot. <laughs> That's what I was, dog. That's sick though. I was the fucking house guest spot for a, for a few weeks and then I fucking Became homeless and they didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> I'm sure if I emailed him, I could still get on there. But it's like I, know, I feel like I feel like it's fair to say that we're all probably in a similar place in our respective careers in terms, like for you two with comedy and me with music. It's not nah, like, fu- nah, fuck Matt's you. doing way better than me, <laughs> and you're doing way better than me. So not you necessarily get the though. fuck out, dude. You got like weekly shits. Like you're, are you? You just do music, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're doing better. But, but the thing is that. But the thing is, the reason no. But the reason <laughs> I'll say is because the, the difference is is that with music, there's no cover scene for comedy. There's no. There's no like. Oh, you can book five shows a week at random bars and play music or, or do jokes that people like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just like have you know spots like that. And there's also no four hour sets in comedy where you can actually make that much money for one gig. You know, yeah. you're doing a 10 minute 15 here, 15 there. Nobody's going to pay you fucking $200 for a 15 minute set. That's where you're wrong. Unless you're <laughs> unless you're far I way get, above anywhere where we're at. I get at. that. I get that probably twice a year. I'll get that right. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then most I can of get the time that five times a week because of the industry. I'm in. Fifty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. I can get that because of the industry I'm in. But in the long run, in terms of like actual like, are people willing to come out and are how much money could I make if I was charging tickets? This, that, the other thing. If I was relying on strictly my music and my career alone and none of that other shit, how much money would I be making? I'd be in the same position you guys are in. Yeah. If not worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, we got we have our day jobs. So yeah. that's that's a that's a plus. Yeah. Dude, I fucking my brother, I didn't even so we were we were washing windows at this house uh yesterday mm-hmm. and it's this dude that's like one of the high ups at the securities exchange in the SEC and uh my brother told him all about what happened to me when I was in New York. So at the end of the day when we finished the job, the dude came up to me and he was like Here's a little tip for your going back to New York fund. And I was like, what are you what are you talking about? And he goes, your brother told me what happened. Aww. And then we went inside and we watched your comedy. And, you're, and you're really good. So, yeah, and he dude. gave me like $150. Yo, fuck <laughs> and yeah, I was dude. like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, I didn't even have to do a set. You yeah. gave me $150. Dude, but like, uh, 
bringing it back to the learning experience thing at with with uh Skankfest, that was like uh it was it was one of those things where like uh you have like these ideas of how great something is gonna be because you know it's it's like this <laughs> oh shit it's like this fighting this beetle now dude it's, it's coming like, for me <sighs> yes oh! nail it yes Yo! Right you here. fucking he's right. mopped he's right that here, dude. Yeah. No, yo, he's right, right here. That thing is KO. He's right here. Look at him. Don't. Oh, oh, my God. With your fucking fancy trainers I think on? that couch on, just got dog. cleaner, dude. He's some fucking weightlifting shoes, dude. It really did. <laughs> I think that couch is cleaner. <laughs> it really did. Dude, it's awesome. not on there anymore. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like this, like this, fa- it's like a three-day festival. There's fucking, you know, like 1,500 tickets sold. It's, it's, it's. Is this venue? Yeah, and it's like one of the only comedy festivals put on by comics. Yes, and run by similar to Baltimore Comic Festival. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Not really. It, I mean, it kinda. Cause it's, it's like it's what I want the Baltimore Comedy Festival to be. I mean, there's got you got to find a venue, fucking like what they because that Brooklyn yeah. Bazaar place. Well, dog, I, I just mean like in the level of like it's how it's like how it's run and how everything. it's run and then how like. Just like the shows that they do, the people they get, yeah, and then also it's still just like fucking fun, yeah. And it's it, not like corporate. It's all relative, though. I mean, you're talking about Skankfest is where New it's York, New York. New York. Yeah, so it's yeah. in a bigger market city. It's yeah. probably how long has it been established? Three. This is their fourth year. Okay. Yeah, four years. This so is their one, fourth year. one on us. Yeah, and we haven't done the third year yet. Ah, uh, I still haven't submitted yet. <laughs> you're good. Don't but worry about so, it. so like you have this idea of like how great everything's gonna be. And then, like when it's time for me to do my set, it's 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 a it's I go on stage. Well, you had like, like a whole mess of issues. You said you got because yeah. you went on the third day. You said they ran yeah. out of like artist. They badges. ran out of artist badges, so I couldn't get in the green room. It, and then all the security to, was like hassle on him. Yeah, if you listen, to, I, I talk about it on my podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we'll the, all that part, I, I talk about everything except for my actual set. You got to listen to Last Ditch yeah. Podcast, yeah, starring last, Matt Brown. Last Ditch Podcast. If First you episode exclusively on SoundCloud. We'll have mm-hmm. the link in the we'll have the link in the description. And it's gonna be in the episode is gonna be called This Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so like my set, right. It's, it's like 12, 15. I'm in the basement of the venue upstairs. The goddamn comedy jam is happening. The comedy jam started at 12, 10. Mm-hmm. I went on stage five minutes after the biggest event of the weekend had Bill Burr playing Pantera and Metallica on the drums after doing a set is happening while I'm in the basement. Oh my god! Yeah, like Bill Bird, Jeff Ross. Bill Bird dressed as Dimebag Daryl <laughs> on is the up, drums. Is dude. upstairs playing Pantera on the and drums. And also, people, I heard Lewis on a podcast being like, "Yo, if you guys didn't whip out your phones at Bill Burr, he was gonna do a set, and then he just did." Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Is like he started and then he stopped because yeah, there wasn't enough. So many people were like recording. Yeah. So I was in the basement, and in the basement room... Because he, like, wasn't booked. Like, same yeah, with... I think, like, Louie did that festival. He wasn't booked. No. Nope. They were just, like, people, like, big names that Jeff just Ross, dropped in. Roy Wood Jr. That's crazy. Yeah. It was a fuck, like... And we had a cool thing last year at the comedy festival for Baltimore where Dion Cole just came and hung out... Fuck yeah. ...at Sissimo's for, like, one night. That was sick. That's sweet. Dion Cole's a good guy. But so, like, I'm in the basement... There's there was so the basement like the the venue, this con the comedy festival, 
it, it's gonna sound like I'm shitting on it when I talk about my set and how that happened. Yeah, like your experience. Uh, it yeah. sounds like it was a shit show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you listen to my podcast but, and you hear my experience and you hear the set that I'm about to explain, it sounds terrible. But at the same time, it was probably it was fucking lit. Yeah, it was <laughs> so fucking lit. Like everything. Else, so that it's 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 a upstairs first floor basement. The upstairs has a room that's like a 500 seater. The first floor has like a 250 seat room, and then the basement has like a hundred seat room and like a 75 seat room. So I was in the hundred seat room in the basement. There were six people in there. And there's like two doorways in the room, and then the, like the bar is like right outside of it. So there were six people in the room when I went on stage, and then probably about like 15 people in the bar. And it's so loud in the bar. All day I saw this happen where it was so loud in the bar you couldn't hear what was going on in the room. So it kind of, like, that room kind of just got, like, killed by the bar, which is, like... Standard on yeah. this, unfortunately. And, but also, like, the like the day, pro- like, Saturday and Friday, there was, like, Jim Florentine and fucking, you know, and, like, uh, people like that, like, that level people mm-hmm. that were doing those same spots. And it was going well. So my set, there it's just like a bunch of wasted people in the bar. I got them all to come in, and uh, so like the learning experience part of it was like I, I got to take the knowledge I know from doing shitty Baltimore bar shows, mm-hmm. and then use that to control a you know a crowd in this festival. So I got everybody in from the bar. So there ended up being like twenty people in the hundred seat room, which was. Good for that day. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think the coolest thing, because we talked about this before, I think one of the coolest things you're talking about was just how fucking diverse it was. Yeah. Cause it was, like, so, yeah. Because you were, because like everyone's been like fucking Louie performed at this alt right fucking Proud Boy Festival. Yeah. And then like the Legion of Skanks, Skank Fest, like the Legion of Skanks, like promote themselves as the most offensive podcast so they get linked to like alt-right people but in that show that i was doing in the basement there was three couples of gay dudes two of which were interracial and then there was like an old white couple a young black couple like a middle-aged white couple a hispanic couple like those twenty-two people were all fucking and it's for a different. sold-out festival. Like, yeah, those people were fans exactly of that and, podcast, and they and they're also fans of comedy. So like when basically I I tried to channel once again inner Bill Burr. I see it's going to be a shit show, so I try to Salvation call Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, so I call out. You know, I'm like, this is I I walked into this basement, and it's basically my hell. This is like I was like making jokes like this is my first level of Dante's Inferno. This is <laughs> like what's next is I'm gonna walk past the sound equipment that's not being used in the corner and I'm gonna go into the sub basement and there's gonna <laughs> be a devil that fucks me in the ass while telling me knock knock jokes. <laughs> and like it's just like it, like I got to take everything I've learned in Baltimore around Baltimore just doing these shitty bar shows and apply it to you know a bigger show. And uh, and I was supposed to do eight minutes, and I ended up doing thirty. Wow! And I did maybe two bits the whole time. The rest of it was just like ad libbing and improving and talking to the crowd and shit. Which like once I start like I so like I like I do like longer sets, not as much as I want to, but more than the average comic, like twenty five thirty minute sets. So the last 
few times, not few times, but the last probably like 30 times I've been doing that. I've been trying to do it with, you know, do like maybe 15 minutes of bits and then 15 minutes of just, you know, working off the crowd and yeah. stuff. And uh, last month I headlined at Church of Satire in Hanover and I did 80 minutes. Wow. Didn't do a single bit. It was all just fucking riffing. So it's like the I got like doing that show at Skankfest, being told I was gonna do eight minutes and then ending up doing thirty minutes. It it was like I got to learn how to bring basically everything I've ever learned together to salvage what I thought was because also I was on a hit of acid. That was the other right. thing. I took <laughs> I took a hit of acid at like four o'clock when I first got there. I saw my friend. And he was like, oh, this guy's got acid. And I was like, oh, fuck, let's go see him. And he gave me a hit of acid. So I was like having like the worst trip of all time. And, yeah. then, and then I had to get on stage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that really is, I mean, like that is what it's about. Like when you talk about like yeah. salvaging all of the things you learned from playing shitty Baltimore show after shitty Baltimore show. And then you get to that point and it's like, you know, before I was really doing what i do consistently with music it's like i remember thinking like oh man why don't i have this gig why don't i have that gig and it's like you always have a different picture of what shit is going to be like uh before you get there and then when you get there you realize that it's just like it's it's just like a leveled up version of what you're already used to it's yeah. like it's never how you picture it in your mind you get to a show and you think it's this big fucking deal and then you realize oh shit they also don't have sound set up adequately to bring the bar in. They also haven't done those types of things. And now I have to salvage everything I've learned from playing a shitty bar after shitty bar just to make this much bigger gig work. And it's like that's that's literally what that's that's how that's how it's done almost. You know, it's yeah. like that that you wouldn't you wouldn't have probably been able to do that if it weren't for all the experience you had doing what you've done before. So it is literally it's like a gradual progression. I feel like as an artist um, yeah, exactly. Like, you you constantly have this image of like, oh man, once I get this gig or once I start doing this, it's going to be totally different. But it's like, no, it's not. It's not every different. gig I play for the rest of my life is going to probably be exactly like a gig at the horse or a gig at the point on an escalated level, dealing with the same shit, dealing with the same people, right. dealing with the same types of crowds, and it's just like a matter of you know now it's now it, instead of fifty people, it's five hundred people. Right. Or or five thousand people, you know, who knows? Yeah. But it's like it, it all comes back to that. And it was like it was totally a reminder that like this is art at the end of like as yeah. much as much as people make it seem like it's just dick jokes and whatever, like there is a fucking there is there's like a Oh, oh, work, you know, because yeah. it's like they last time it was literally like a like a BCR essay with like, what's the name of your podcast? Why should we have you on? And I was just like, oh, no, we've been doing it for a while. And I was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> and then this time it was just like, give us a title. Give us the host. Give us the RSS feed. And I was like, OK. And then it was just like, congratulations, you're on Spotify. So now there's literally other than the fact that there's like certain things you can do with Libsyn. There's like better tracking, I guess. And there's like you can like schedule publishing to be like, I want to publish every week at this time. But it's like, we're not fucking organized to release every week at a certain time. So like, why do we need a hosting site that is? Yeah. You know? Right. Put it right. on SoundCloud. It's on Spotify in the next fucking hour. You know? Yeah. So yeah. just, just, just a word of advice. I'm pretty sure you can probably do it from your hosting site too. But if not, yeah, SoundCloud I mean, it, is it, the move. I don't know though. I haven't, I haven't even fucking checked my own website. And so fucking like the dates that I had on there are from like, 
when I was still in New York. So <laughs> I, it's, it's been fucking... Catch me every Monday at JoJo's yeah. Joke House. I mean, essentially yeah, no. a personal yeah, website at this point. Fucking Friday and Saturday, I'm the house guest spot at Eastville <laughs> Comedy Club. Come see me do 10 minutes every Friday house and Saturday. Spot. That's what I was, dog. That's sick, though. I was the fucking house guest spot for a, for a few weeks, and then I fucking... Became homeless and they didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> I'm sure if I emailed him, I could still get on there. But it's like I, know, I feel like I feel like it's fair to say that we're all probably in a similar place in our respective careers in terms, like for you two with comedy and me with music. It's nah, like, fu- dude, nah, fuck Matt's you. doing way better than me, <laughs> and you're doing way better than me. So not you necessarily get the though. fuck out, dude. You got like weekly shits. Like you're, are you? You just do music, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're doing better. But, but the thing is that. But the thing is, the reason no. But the reason <laughs> I'll say is because the, the difference is is that with music, there's no cover scene for comedy. There's no. There's no like. Oh, you can book five shows a week at random bars and play music or, or do jokes that people like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just like have you know spots like that. And there's also no four hour sets in comedy where you can actually make that much money for one gig. You know, yeah. you're doing a 10 minute 15 here, 15 there. Nobody's going to pay you fucking $200 for a 15 minute set. That's where you're wrong. Unless you're <laughs> unless you're far I way get, above anywhere where we're at. Where I get at. that. I get that probably twice a year. I'll get that right. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then most I can of the get time that 5 times a week because of the industry. I'm in. 50 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. I can get that because of the industry I'm in, but in the long run in terms of like actual like are people willing to come out and are how much money could I make if I was charging tickets? This, that, the other thing. If I was relying on strictly my music and my career alone and none of that other shit, how much money would I be making? I'd be in the same position you guys are in. Yeah. If not worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, we got we have our day jobs, so yeah. that's that's a that's a plus. Yeah. Dude, I fucking my brother. I didn't even. So we were we were washing windows at this house. Uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's this dude that's like one of the high ups at the securities exchange in the SEC. And uh, my brother told him all about what happened to me when I was in New York. So at the end of the day, when we finished the job, the dude came up to me and he was like, Here's a little tip for your going back to New York fund. And I was like, What are you, what are you talking about? And he goes, Your brother told me what happened. Aww. And then we went inside and we watched your comedy. And you're, and you're really good. So, yeah, and he dude. gave me like a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I was dude. like, oh shit! Like, I was like, I didn't even have to do a set. You yeah. gave me a hundred and fifty dollars. But like, uh, bringing it back to the learning experience thing at with with uh, Skankfest, that was like, uh, it was it was one of those things where like, uh, you have like these ideas of how great something is going to be because you know it's it's like this <laughs> oh shit it's like this fighting this beetle now dude it's, it's coming like, for me <sighs> yes oh! nail it yes yo he's right here you fucking he's right. mop he's right that here, dude yeah. no yo he's right that here that thing is ko right here look at him Don't. Oh, oh my god with your fucking fancy trainers I think on? that couch on, just got dog. cleaner, dude. Use some fucking weightlifting shoes, dude. It really did. <laughs> I think that couch is cleaner. <laughs> it really did. Dude, it's awesome. not on there anymore. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like this, like this, fa- it's like a three-day festival. There's fucking, you know, like 1,500 tickets sold. It's, 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 
is this venue. Yeah, and it's like one of the only comedy festivals put on by comics. Yes, and run by... Similar to Baltimore Comedy Festival. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. (laughs) I mean, kind of. It's it's like, it's what I want the Baltimore Comedy Festival to be. I mean, there's got you got to find a venue, fucking like what they because that Brooklyn yeah. Bazaar place. Well, dog, I, I just mean like in the level of like it's how it's like how it's run and how everything. it's run and then how like just like the shows that they do, the people they get, yeah, and then also it's still just like fucking fun, yeah. And it's it, not like corporate. It's all relative though. I mean, you're talking about Skankfest is where New it's York, New York. New York. Yeah, so it's yeah. in a bigger market city. It's yeah. probably how long has it been established? Three. This is their fourth year. Okay. Yeah, four years. This so their one, fourth year. one on us. Yeah, and we haven't done the third year yet. Ah, uh, I still haven't submitted yet. <laughs> Dude, you're good. Don't but worry about so, it. So, so like you have this idea of like how great everything's gonna be, and then like when it's time for me to do my set, it's 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 a it's I go on stage. Well, you had like, like a whole mess of issues. You said you got because yeah. you went on the third day. You said they ran yeah. out of like artist. They badges. ran out of artist badges, so I couldn't get in the green room. It, and then all the security was like hassling on him. Yeah, if you listen, to, I, I talk about it on my podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we'll the, all that part, I, I talk about everything except for my actual set. You got to listen to Last Ditch yeah. Podcast, yeah. starring last, Matt Brown. Last Ditch Podcast, if first you episode exclusively on SoundCloud. We'll have mm-hmm. the link in the we'll have the link in the description. And it's gonna be in the episode is gonna be called "This Sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so like my set, right. It's, it's like 12, 15. I'm in the basement of the venue upstairs. The goddamn comedy jam is happening. The comedy jam started at 12, 10. Mm-hmm. I went on stage five minutes after the biggest event of the weekend hat. Bill Burr playing Pantera and Metallica on the drums after doing a set is happening while I'm in the basement. Oh my god! Yeah, like Bill Bird, Jeff Ross. Bill Bird dressed as Dimebag Daryl <laughs> on is the up, drums is dude. upstairs playing Pantera on the and drums. And also, people, I heard Lewis on a podcast being like, "Yo, if you guys didn't whip out your phones at Bill Burr, he was gonna do a set, and then he just did." Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Is like he started and then he stopped because yeah, there wasn't enough. So many people were like recording. Yeah. So I was in the basement, and in the basement room... Because he, like, wasn't booked. Like, same yeah, with... I think, like, Louie did that festival. He wasn't booked. No. Nope. They were just, like, people, like, big names that Jeff just Ross, dropped in. Roy Wood Jr. That's crazy. Yeah. It was a fuck, like... And we had a cool thing last year at the comedy festival for Baltimore where Dion Cole just came and hung out... Fuck yeah. ...at Sissimo's for, like, one night. That was sick. That's sweet. Dion Cole's a good guy. But so, like, I'm in the basement... There's there was so the basement like the the venue, this con- the comedy festival, it, it's gonna sound like I'm shitting on it when I talk about my set and how that happened. Yeah, like your experience, uh, it yeah. sounds like it was a shit show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you listen to my podcast, but, and you hear my experience, and you hear the set that I'm about to explain. It sounds terrible, but at the same time, it was probably it was fucking lit. Yeah, it was <laughs> so fucking lit. Like everything. Else, so that it's it's. It's a upstairs first floor basement. The upstairs has a room that's like a 500 seater. The first floor has like a 250 seat room, and then the basement has like a 100 seat room and then like a 75 seat room. So I was in the 100 seat room in the basement. There were six people in there. And there's like two doorways in the room, and then the, like the bar is like right outside of it. So there were six people in the room when I went on stage and probably about like 15 people in the bar. 
and it's so loud in the bar. All day I saw this happen where it was so loud in the bar you couldn't hear what was going on in the room. So it kind of like that room kind of just got like killed by the bar, which is like standard on yeah. this, unfortunately. And but also like the like the day pro- like Saturday and Friday there was like Jim Florentine and fucking you know and like uh people like that like that level people mm-hmm. that were doing those same spots and it was going well so my set there it's just like a bunch of wasted people in the bar i got them all to come in and uh so like the learning experience part of it was like i i got to take the knowledge i know from doing shitty baltimore bar shows mm-hmm. and then use that to control a, you know a crowd in this festival so i got everybody in from the bar so there ended up being like 20 people in the 100 seat room which was good for that day. Yeah. yeah. And um I think the coolest thing cuz we talked about this before. I think one of the coolest things you're talking about was just how fucking diverse it was. Yeah, cuz like so, yeah. cuz you were cuz like everyone's been like fucking Louie performed at this alt right fucking Proud Boy festival. Yeah, and then like the Legion of Skanks Skank Fest, like the Legion of Skanks like promote themselves as the most offensive podcast so they get linked to like alt-right people but in that show that i was doing in the basement there was three couples of gay dudes two of which were interracial and then there was like an old white couple a young black couple like a middle-aged white couple a hispanic couple like those twenty-two people were all fucking and it's for a different. sold-out festival. Like, yeah, those people were fans exactly of that and, podcast, and they and they're also fans of comedy. So like when basically I I tried to channel and once again inner Bill Burr. I see it's going to be a shit show, so I try to Salvation call Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, so I call out. You know, I'm like, this is I I walked into this basement, and it's basically my hell. This is like I was like making jokes like this is my first level of Dante's Inferno. This is <laughs> like what's next is I'm gonna walk past the sound equipment that's not being used in the corner and I'm gonna go into the sub basement and there's gonna <laughs> be a devil that fucks me in the ass while telling me knock knock jokes. <laughs> and like it's just like it, like I got to take everything I've learned in Baltimore around Baltimore just doing these shitty bar shows and apply it to you know a bigger show. And uh, and I was supposed to do eight minutes, and I ended up doing thirty. Wow! And I did maybe two bits the whole time. The rest of it was just like ad libbing and improving and talking to the crowd and shit. Which like once I start like I so like I like I do like longer sets, not as much as I want to, but more than the average comic like twenty five thirty minute sets. So the last few times not few times but less probably like 30 times i've been doing that i've been trying to do it with you know do like maybe 15 minutes of bits and then 15 minutes of just you know working off the crowd and stuff and uh last month i headlined at church of satire in hanover and i did 80 minutes didn't do a single bit it was all just fucking riffing so it's like the i got like doing that show at Skankfest. Being told I was going to do eight minutes and then ending up doing 30 minutes, it, it was like I got to learn how to bring basically everything I've ever learned together to salvage what I thought was. Because also, I was on a hit of acid. 
That was the other wow. thing. I took <laughs> I took a hit of acid at like four o'clock when I first got there. I saw my friend and he was like, "Oh, this guy's got acid," and I was like, "Oh fuck, let's go see him." And he gave me a hit of acid, so I was like having like the worst trip of all time. And yeah, then, and then I had to get on stage. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But that really is. I mean, like that is what it's about. Like when you talk about like yeah. salvaging. All of the things you learned from playing shitty Baltimore show after shitty Baltimore show. And then you get to that point and it's like, you know, before I was really doing what I do consistently with music, it's like I remember thinking like, oh, man, why don't I have this gig? Why don't I have that gig? And it's like you always have a different picture of what shit is going to be like uh, before you get there. And then when you get there, you realize that it's just like it's it's just like a leveled up version of what you're already used to. It's yeah. like it's never how you picture it in your mind. You get to a show and you think it's this big fucking deal, and then you realize, oh shit, they also don't have sound set up adequately to bring the bar in. They also haven't done those types of things, and now I have to salvage everything I've learned from playing a shitty bar after shitty bar just to make this much bigger gig work. And it's like that's that's literally what that's that's how that's how it's done almost. You know, it's yeah. like that that you wouldn't you wouldn't have probably been able to do that if it weren't for all the experience you had doing what you've done before so it is literally it's like a gradual progression i feel like as an artist um yeah exactly you you constantly have this image of like oh man once i get this gig or once i start doing this it's going to be totally different but it's like no it's not it's not every gig i play for the rest of my life is going to probably be exactly like a gig at the horse or a gig at the point on an escalated level dealing with the same shit dealing with the same people, right. dealing with the same types of crowds, and it's just like a matter of, you know, now it's now it, instead of 50 people, it's 500 people right. or, or 5,000 people. You know, who knows? Yeah. But it's like it, it all comes back to that. And it was like, it was totally a reminder that like this is art at the end of Like as, yeah. much, as much as people make it seem like it's just dick jokes and whatever, like there is a fucking, there is, there's like a a, a way to do it that's not like you can't learn like you, there's no textbook that could tell you how to do this this is one of those things yeah. where you have to Which just like keep doing it and pisses keep doing me off it. like i understand that like comics teaching comedy classes need to make money so they're teaching comedy classes but like comedy classes to me just fucking irk me i mean and there there are things you can like comedy classes should be they market them to comedians, which is wrong. You should market comedy classes to like to, losers at yeah. a fucking office nearby the comedy club. Exactly, somebody who works in an office that doesn't know how to fucking make a joke and can't yeah. fit in. You like, that needs that's help you, like presenting yeah. in front of people. Yeah, needs help public speaking. Like I feel like that's who needs to take a comedy class. There's no there's no famous comedian or great comedian that ever took a comedy class. Yeah, like. I went to, I did workshops. I never paid for a comedy class. I did a couple comedy classes, but that was just because somebody had talked me into it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I didn't learn. I learned, like, there's a, there's a thing that most, like, stand up 101. If you were to take, like, a stand up comedy class, they would teach you, there's this, there's like a, there's a setup, there's and an then there's a punchline. Well, they have and that. Then there's a tag. But well, so like they break it down to an equation. Most most like one oh, and it's what it is is simplification plus exaggeration equals comedy. So it's, so it's like this person's fat. How fat is he? 
Yeah. He's he's so fat that, you know, you simplify it to he's fat and then you exaggerate about how fat he is. And that's yes. and like that's that's something you tell somebody who works in a cubicle. That's not what you tell fucking Doug Stanhope. That's yeah. not what you tell like you give them it's it's weird because like I feel like comedy classes spawn like children of whoever takes whoever's teaching that class. They're teaching how they figured it out. Like and then for those people in that class, they're going to use that mm-hmm. to try to do comedy and they're just going to sound like that teacher. Exactly. And there's so many comedians that I know that went to the same guy that I went to. Mm-hmm. And I could tell like cuz like I would he, like I would do like a I would have a guy he would pay for a Skype session with me and this guy and basically I would like run my jokes by him and then he would take my jokes and make them into his jokes he'd and like it, substitute words out or like fucking or, yeah or like how it's set like if like like my Adolf bit like which I don't I don't do that anymore it's it's this bit about black people calling me Adolf but I ran that by him and then he took it and turned it into this like joke book version of my joke and he was like this is how you should do it and i was like well that's not that's not me though you yeah. know and and so i can see comedians that went to this guy because they do these jokes and it's like i know that's how he would write it i know yeah i know that's how it where it's it's set up like a joke book joke you know what i mean yeah. where it's like yeah. like set up set up punch tag is like like you were saying like that's that's a way to write jokes but it's also like comedy evolves you know what i mean yeah so that's not that you don't do that it's almost anymore. to me like if Unless you dave attell it's like, like if you yeah. were i was gonna use a music metaphor but also but like he's like another example of that although he never taught comedy classes he's done comedy so long and put out so much material yeah, that there are like very obvious people just doing Dave Attell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's probably the most like most. C- so copied. him, him, Dane Cook, <clears throat> and um, shit. Honestly, Steve Harvey, dude, the Steve king of Harvey? comedy, dude. Yeah, because I'm not just talking about white comics here. I'm talking about black comics too, dude. Yeah, there's a million Kevin Hart's now. Yeah. There's a million so Kevin, Kevin Hart's, Hart's now. It's and Hannibal Burris's. Yeah. And, you know, like, there's people that try to be Cat Williams, and there's, yeah. Well, what the comedy but teachers... But nobody are... tries to be Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you should have done. Dude, there's Here's a million CKs now. A million so su- spawn of CK that are just <laughs> so mad at him on Twitter. Anytime I hear somebody... He was never funny. <laughs> He's a cunt. <laughs> it's like, there's... oh, you mean... Just how Lucy K would say that. Anytime, <laughs> yeah. Anytime you hear somebody call a kid an asshole, yeah, you, you know, you know, that's where they came from. I like the way you guys put that, where you said that you know the comedy classes are good for like a guy in a cubicle for something like that. because what they're basically teaching you is the format of what comedy is. The yeah. same way that a music teacher would teach you a scale. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way a music teacher would be like, oh, if you want to play a, a major scale on guitar, these are the thing. They're not going to teach you how to play a guitar like, solo, though. There's not, yeah, exactly. There's not like a way to teach that. Like, there's yeah. not a way to tell you. There's not a way to teach you how to talk like yourself. <laughs> like, well, exactly. It's you just kind have of to like, fucking yeah. do it. To put it yeah. in a more <laughs> to put in a more relatable example that everybody can relate to. It's like um, if you're typing an essay, 
the per- the English teacher isn't necessarily the person. I mean, there are English teachers that are very much into like the artistic aspect of what you're trying to communicate, but a lot of that shit is like somebody like editing your grammar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I I didn't realize I was putting a comma here, but mm-hmm. you haven't told me how to make the story any better. You right. just told me yeah. how to write it better. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, I could see I could see how someone in your guys's position would look at that as like. There's there's nothing in this for me. Yeah, I can and see dude, that. Dude, like I said, no shade to anyone who teaches comedy classes because like you gotta fucking grind, you gotta fucking make money. You don't oh, want to fucking like, dude. Big shade from me. Big but shade, also, big also, shade. Ooh, also, fucking, aviators on, yeah, dude. That's fucking, big shade. Yeah, red, <laughs> you, redwood. You could. It's a fucking redwood. I shade, think that both dog. of you would be surprised. I think personally, I think both of you would be surprised on what you could potentially learn from a system like that. If you supplemented that into what your daily Matt's doing. Matt's got some impeccable UV protection over there. Yeah. He's shaded out. I see you're shady over there. I see you're shady. <laughs> I got fucking Look, sunblock I've been playing, on, I've been playing music my entire life. I've been playing music my entire life. Fucking big ass but right I, don't, I, <laughs> I don't doubt that if someone were to come in and give me like, oh, well, these are the proper proper vocal exercises you could be doing or oh yeah this is a this is uh something you should try it on guitar I more think, often hey i, I was dude uh, i understand I was what state. you're talking about dude i understand what you're trying to get at but also like i think there's like a certain threshold for like let's say i just heard comedy six months ago yes I think still in the process of like trying to work out like what I'm doing or like just like, you know, doing my own independent research and like seeing how other comics do shit or like, I don't know, like I could see myself six months in being like, I think a comedy class might be a good idea. Yes. But I've seen enough comedy. I've done enough comedy. I know that like... I'm on a certain track and I don't want to I don't want to get to like a fork in a road that would be a comedy class that would just be a detour to well, like that that my that, progression that right could now. be that could be a thing that could uh, I'm just going to say it could potentially look I'm not yeah, doing Jimmy's this shit get about to throw some shade at me. I'm not doing this shit either, all right? <laughs> I'm just putting myself out. I don't I don't take music lessons. I don't do I don't take lessons for fucking anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't do any of that shit. However, sometimes I do think about it's kind of like, you know, uh, if you went out and you wanted to become a professional fighter and you were talented in the art of, you know, you were just a good, you know, there's certain kids yeah. that are just better at shit than other kids. Right. So that's there's like, certain that's kids. That's a totally different example, though. But, but. I feel like fighting is such like a physical thing. It's like, it's such like a thing that you just need to. Yeah, I mean, and also like to me, an, what you guys are saying is kind of like very basically, much like, I'm like just gonna get a bunch that, of fights. Like, people are getting reps in. People are getting fucking you know sk- skirmishes going on and shit. They're prepping for you know like you're you're essentially training for a fight. You're training for everything that could happen in the fight. Mm-hmm. And I do also believe that's what like kind of like what you're talking about earlier. Like you're training through fucking Baltimore comedy and these shit shows. Yeah. And then when you get to a shit show on a bigger level, you know how to handle it. Yeah. But for fighting, like for, you know, you have a trainer, you have a, you have like a fucking mentor. I think in the same aspect in comedy, you can have mentors, but I think a comedy class is like an artificial mentor. True. You're paying for someone to pretend they're your mentor, 
and they're telling you how they figured it out, and then that may not be how you figure it out. Then that may be a fucking hurdle in the the finish line right before you figure out you have a breakthrough, and then you fucking stumble on it. Like, like uh, this is I don't know if this is along the like the you know the band Greta Van Fleet yes. or whatever. That's that's like a comedy class comedian band. Yeah. I totally it's see like what you're they saying. went to a teacher that taught them Led Zeppelin type shit, and then they just became they they were like, okay, we're gonna do this, and it's like you're Led Zeppelin now. Like somebody taught you how to be Led Zeppelin. Yes, yeah. like that's what comedy classes are. It's somebody teaching you how to be a specific. Then you don't grow as like an in, like if it's about yeah. it's and about that's art. Like, and you dude, know? they can. Podcast stopped. It's back now. <laughs> but they can still be super successful. That happens every fucking recording. Once we like get into fucking some deep shit, the pod, the fucking logics like, no, logic's like too much logic, dog. bro. I thought I was too much logic <laughs> going on, dude. I gotta check Wikipedia real quick. But fucking, so yeah, you're like the Greta Van Fleet shit. The fucking like cookie cutter. Like, there's always gonna be a spot for that type of thing. Oh yeah, like dude. There's so many people in America. There's so many people in our country across the world. Fucking rude. So many fucking idiots, dude. Yes, just we were talking about this before the podcast, dude. It was raining today. Carnival game plan. Fucking yeah, driving. Some people literally cannot function when it starts raining. I was driving up here. I was. I got here 20 minutes late because a car literally drove onto the median and was teetering like a fucking. Swing like a fucking uh, I don't even know what it's seesaw. called now. Seesaw, seesaw, dude. <laughs> it was seesawing, dude, on the fucking median, shutting down four lanes of traffic on eighty three. <laughs> dude, that was the most high stakes seesaw I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, for miles down the road, cops were fucking like blocking those two lanes. And then, like, it was so funny because I like I was inching my way up, inching my way up, inching my way up, and I finally got to like the first cop block in the road. And um, it was open on the right side. He was he was sitting in the middle lane, hazards on, like all of his doors open, just chilling. And then like I was in the left hand lane, and we were getting forced into going around, like going on the left side of him. And everyone else was going on the right side of him. So it was like me and three cars. These two cars fucking just skirt past him real quick. Not in danger. We're going slow. And then right when I get up to skirt past him, he's like, come on, you can't go this way, go that way. And I just fucking speed up, fucking almost cause another big collision. (laughs) (laughs) He told me to. He told me to, the cop told me to. But like, dude, fucking people just can't handle themselves. People can't handle themselves. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. the the rubberneck effect in general. Like my brother was telling me a story. He said he was driving up eighty three, and it was just like the, it was like it was like eleven p.m. at night. Like no reason why traffic would be. It was like eleven on like a, a Thursday or something like that. No reason it would be that stop and go. And he said that, that when he got to what was causing the thing, like he was just in, on eighty three in traffic for like twenty minutes. When he finally passed the thing, it was literally just a dude getting sobriety tested. There was no accident. There was no anything. That entire thing was literally just people slowing down to see what was going on. But at the same time, I talk shit about people for doing that, but I'm the same fucking person. Oh, yeah, dude. I go by, I fucking look at them, I slow down, I get a good look, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, this is worth it. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got a rubberneck. Keep sometimes. Yourself, dude. If it's an if it's a good accident, I'll rubberneck. Like I was dude, on yeah. uh, I was on twenty nine earlier. And there was this guy that cut me off, and his license plate said Mr. Patel. <laughs> and I was like, this, this fucking Pakistani piece of shit just fucking cut me off. And then uh, I was thinking like Indian. Well, you know, whatever, same thing. You know, yeah. they're at war. <laughs> fucking Jimmy they're at war, dude. They're at war. Jimmy, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy says same Jimmy thing while outside, pissing outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy whipping his dick out. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say Indian, but I didn't want to be racist, so I said Pakistani, and yeah, that's dude. more racist. <laughs> the Indian's mortal enemy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so like he likes he was dipping, and I, I I was just like you know I'm fucking working, so I'm not trying to get anywhere in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so he was flying, and two minutes later I dr- I'm driving up 29. I'm like by where Route 40 is. And fucking Mr. Patel's off in the trees. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, fuck you, Mr. Patel. I'm not dude. even fucking calling the cops on your ass. Dude, but like, one that's of the, one of the those situations. Instagram thotties, he's been DMing yeah. incessantly. <laughs> that's, they responded. That's with where the I'll address, dude. He was on his way, yeah. dude. That's where he was I'll on his neck. way, man. I'll rubberneck that. But if it's just like a cop car or whatever, I'm not going to fucking rubberneck. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram thotties, real quick, there was a recent class action lawsuit. Where um, this, I guess she's like a Twitch streamer or something like that. I think her name's like something Delphine or something. Oh, like that. Belle Delphine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we all about that? Yeah, I don't know if that's like real or not. Very well, I don't know be? about the class action lawsuit because you're talking about the bath water yes. shit. Yeah, no, I thought you were talking about the ice. You don't cream think that could be real? So, so there's this like thotty Twitch Twitch streamer that like always cosplays as like video games. Is it the shit. one that said she was gonna do porn and then decided she wasn't yeah. going to? Yeah. Well, she mad. well she said if I get like however many subscribers, I'll do I'll start a Pornhub channel, and then she like put up a bunch of videos on her Pornhub channel being like Belle Daphne stroking big cock, and it's her like petting a chicken or like. So it's like all like trolly shit. Yeah. But like at the same time, she has like a Patreon where she'll like rub her pussy through her panties for like five minutes or whatever. I don't even know. I don't That's subscribe or anything. Um, <laughs> allegedly. But <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. So but no, her big fucking... thing recently was like she was selling like on her website bath water. So it was like thirty bucks for like a fucking little jar of bath water, like this right. big. Right. Like fucking and um you know it was like fucking everyone was like memeing it being like fucking making fake news articles saying like eight people have contracted herpes from drinking the Belle Daphne bathwater <laughs> or like people are like sending her fucking website to the FDA to get it taken down or like <laughs> and then what were you saying about the class action lawsuit I was saying that apparently and look this is this is a perfect example of like I I usually sometimes like to prop myself that like I I don't just believe shit up based off a headline but if it's something as inconsequential as like this I just read the headline and I run with it. it <laughs> like, like, if it's like a political thing where they're like the Clinton, you saw one of the troll headlines. Yeah, yeah I saw one. What of them. was it? What was it? It was uh, there's a class action lawsuit claiming that there was actually no human DNA found in Belle Delphine's bathwater. So she was actually just selling water, just water, like soapy water or whatever. That's so funny. Which is, like, which is dude, very to me, it's like very believable. Good for you, yeah, dude. Fuck you for I'm buying so it. Happy. That is one of those things. Well, that, I love big ups when to people fucking do that shit. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll speak for the fucking losers of the world right <laughs> Jimmy's now. Jimmy's coming look, in for the incels right look, now. Look, yeah, look. Jimmy's yeah. the fucking bagel boss right now. <laughs> coming in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, tell us why no you're about to... No one's saying this to you. <laughs> tell but us. people have said this before. <laughs> You've seen people on Tinder say... Five foot, you're under five Look. foot, die. <laughs> Look, tell us why you're about to we drive live your in a wrangler through. We <laughs> live in a culture. <laughs> Jimmy's fucking rearing up his <laughs> Nissan Altima about to run through a protest. <laughs> <laughs> she said this was a bathwater. <laughs> 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 Look, all right. I want to preface this. I get laid. I get laid. I get laid. It's not the point. Yeah, here. Jimmy is <laughs> six foot six one, dude. Six two. Six two, two, dude. We're both six two. But I'm, I'm taller. I'm six. I'm six foot. Eric's a taller six two. I'm a short six two. But oh, the point, dude, <laughs> this, dude. Just thinking about how we came from sp- conspiracy theories to here is so fucking. <laughs> dude, we started off so fucking like regimented and like we were just being so smart. It was smart. all fact based. <laughs> Look, it's like, this. I'm speaking for but the. But this is the podcast, dude. This is every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how much fun this. Sh- I'm crying. I'm actually crying right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, all right, all right. This, is, this, <laughs> this is incel, Jimmy. Listen. listen. <laughs> I understand it's very easy to revert to the logical thinking of like, well, fuck you. You're a fucking creep. You tried to buy her bath water. That's what you get. She's, this bitch saw you guys, and she fucking, you know, she took advantage of the fact that you were so desperate. To me, I almost look at it exactly like when with those, uh, you know, big, gigantic Christian churches and shit sell holy water for like $20, and they're probably oh, just bottling yeah. water. Yeah, 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 yeah. To me, yeah. it's like, look. At the end of the day, dude, if you believe that's her bath water, that's on you. But the thing is, it's like placebo look, effect. These we live in a culture right now that that wants to. They don't like the fact that there's a stigma against sex workers. You know, they they say like, oh, oh, you shouldn't. You know, you shouldn't. You know, demean we, a, a we girl. We brought back the Epstein thing for a second. People have been going off on Twitter, being like, Epstein, fucking giving these girls like two hundred dollars. After banging these fourteen-year-old, that is not sex work. That is not what we're fighting for. But that isn't. It's <laughs> not I sex know, work. Know, well, no, because that's that's child. But it's funny. Child but it's funny that they're just trying to like still use that as a bouncing board yeah, for their cause. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, yeah, yeah. I've been saying we should bring back child labor for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 look, at the end of the day, I, I'm a huge proponent of the logic that says, like, <laughs> that, we like, look. We need tenement housing. <laughs> we need, <laughs> these kids need to get to work. If it's if sex you work, it's sex work. I don't, these as long kids, as you're they do nothing. They sit on their iPads all day. Really? What is Minecraft? Just waste of space. <laughs> If you want to get, if you want to Minecraft, get, send them to the coal mines. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get rid of the illegal human sex trafficking, the biggest blow you could give to those people then legalize is to le- all the illegal citizens, and then they can do it legally. <laughs> I was just throwing a wrench in there. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a surprisingly don't valid point. Don't think of that. Uh, you surprise, you don't actually think legalize about legalize illegals, and then you legalize sex. Pay for whatever the prostitution. Or the whatever. argument, just how Bernie is gonna do student debt relief through Wall Street. Yeah, we are gonna legalize the child sex trade by making all the illegals legal. Fuck yeah! Well, if you have, if and you that's have, gonna more be in the tiny lettering at the bottom of the yeah, <laughs> agreement listen, they signed. Yeah, you want to come to America? You want to get out of that if concentration camp? You sign over to me, your child to, to the government. To me, it's the same thing as like when those when that thing happened like a couple months ago, where all those incels like. 
got the information of certain Instagram models and like sent them to the IRS because they weren't paying taxes on all their revenue. I didn't hear about that. Oh, that's but that's fucking... so funny. That's it awesome. is funny, that and is it's awesome. and you know so funny like so, yeah, I'm... like anyone who has like so uh, uh, it's like the people that have those. It's not Patreon, but they have like the subscription accounts or whatever. Uh, fuck, I forget what they're called right now, but like all the Instagram thotties use it. It's like, like subscribe to me on fucking premium like, Snapchat. Yes, premium Snapchat. Yeah, they were fucking dude. Anyone who had a premium Snapchat that was successful, dude, fucking nerds online incels are fucking sending their deets to the IRS. That's awesome. But at the same it time, it's so like sick. I kind of, I kind of agree with it because I was like, look, I'm never gonna be the person who's gonna do that. But at the same time, uh, okay, so I, I was playing this gig one time and I met this dude who hired me, and he happened to be friends with this very popular Instagram. I'm not gonna say her name. She's very popular Instagram. She got like millions, like like double digit millions, was like it, twenty one. Brittany Barbie? No, it wasn't. Oh, well, uh, she's got like twenty one point something million followers. Um, she's doing videos with King Batch from Vine, Amanda Cerny, who's like oh, another popular. She's like, she, I mean, she's like doing a bunch of shit, she, yeah. and she's actually from like around here. And um, they they said she was making like maybe like a mil a year or something like that, but I'm sure that was probably a gratuitous estimate. I would venture to say she's at least making six figures, at least making six figures off of doing whatever the fuck she's doing. Yeah, you should be paying taxes on that. Oh, yeah. There's no reason why just because oh well you know they're just doing this. It's like look if you want to legitimize sex work then legitimize sex work. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not gonna like, be yeah. paying Amazon taxes for my shit. Taxes, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah I Amazon to... wasn't posting pussy pictures for fucking dicks. <laughs> 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 yeah, I dude. I have to. I'm. I owe fifteen hundred dollars to the IRS for what I made in comedy last year. Mm -hmm. I haven't even made fifteen hundred dollars in comedy this year. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Man. It's And crazy. it's the same bitches that'll go online and fucking talk all this shit like. Uh, you know they're usually fucking super woke, and oh, we should have this, we should have that. It's like, bitch, you're not even paying taxes, right? You're making six figure money, and you're not put contributing anything back because oh, you know, it's just a tip, it's just this, it's just that. It's like, no, you're part of the fucking problem. Right. How do you, you think want, anybody else feels? You want when they make a hundred thousand dollars? Fucking shitting me. Yeah, exactly. You're not. You're what are you paying care? into it? Nothing. Right. You're taking a fucking ass pick and make doing a fucking model for like you know and you juicy want, and you want your Flat abortion for tea. free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. You know. You know. So you want your abortion? For what free? all I'm saying is it's easy. No, I'm fucking. I'm anti-abortion as fuck. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you don't like abortion. Well, I don't. I, you don't you, love abortion. I, I don't like abortion. If Unless you want, it benefits you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A hundred percent that. Like you know, if you wanna way. if you wanna get an abortion, I'm not gonna tell you no, but I am gonna judge you for getting an abortion. But if I need if like if I got Abby pregnant, I'd be like, fucking get that fucking thing yeah, out of you'd here. Fucking show up in Annapolis, yeah. <laughs> waving a fucking sign. Yeah, like, dude, pro fuck yeah. life, pro choice. Fuck yeah, right I on. don't care, just I don't want a kid. <laughs> right right on West Street. <laughs> fuck yeah. No, I, I was uh, I think I think a lot of people would become a lot more pro choice once they're in a a situation where it could happen to them. And myself personally, I'm not I'm not technically pro life because I do think there's like a limit. I do think there's a limit. Um, you know, like, like I think I don't know what that limit is. Maybe it's three months. Maybe it's third. Four months. Third trimester is it's that's, a no go. That's so f that's even way seconds to me like five months. Six unless months, unless kinda... unless like it's got like unless you can see like it's gonna have like Down syndrome or whatever, and not and it's not because it's gonna have Down like when a when you give birth to a baby with Down syndrome. It's got to go like immediately to surgery, and it's just, yeah. it's a lot. Of, it costs a it's lot. Also of just like, dude, though, to it's also just like, so I don't want to cut you off, Jimmy. I want to hear what you're going to say. But there is a weird online movement where 
uh, I think in like other countries, like it, there, we have the technology now, like you're saying, to see if it, a kid's going to be autistic in the womb. Right. And a lot of parents are choosing to get abortions on those kids. And there's a lot of fucking angry fucking parents of autistic kids who are like, this is disgraceful. You shouldn't be aborting autistic kids. This is autistic genocide. And I literally think it's like what we talked about last year week with fucking student debt relief where like you were fucking mad. And I was a little mad too, like thinking about it originally, but then I just didn't care. And I think you came to the same conclusion, but like we were thinking about it like student debt relief. Fuck those kids. Like they went to college. They knew what they're taking on. Like we dropped out. Like we never, we don't have student debt. Right. So like there's no benefit for us. Like all these kids coming home with their degree with fucking ten like hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, and we're like, haha, you fucking suck. Right. Autistic parents want other people to be fucking <laughs> sucked in like them, dude. Yeah. They're yeah. mad that other people aren't gonna be fucking put through having an autistic kid. Yeah. Well, and they don't want them to be aborted. Right, they're like, yeah, you got to so deal with it. crazy. If I had to deal with this, you have to deal with this. Yeah, it's true, it's but at the same time, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. And I'm going to say, course. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say, look, when confronted with that question on a personal level, if somebody told me, dude, your kid's going to have cerebral palsy, he's not going to be able to walk, his legs aren't going to work, he's going to be in a walker his whole life or a wheelchair or something like that, or he's going to be autistic, he's going to have Down syndrome, or any of those things. If and I you're found, like, but can he wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> Does he like a, gy- a gyro? <laughs> if I found out about that, everything in my heart and soul would say, yeah. If it was, if I found out about that in a reasonable time period, like if they told me that after three months, probably in four months, something like that, I'll probably pull the trigger on that. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want that. But there are the same people that are so, so again, I'm just gonna say woke as a broad, broad blanket to cover everybody. The same people who say, oh, it's ableist to think this, or like it's ableist to think this of autistic people or people with special needs, and they come up with different words for it every fucking week. Another exceptional children, this that, the other thing. To you, yeah, have you heard that? No. Autistic kids are supposed to be called exceptional children now. Yeah. Well, just anybody. Which is very, uh, like, it's patronizing. sarcastic, It's patronizing. Dude. Yeah, it's very. It sounds like you're making fun of them in front of their face. Yeah. But it's like, the point The point I'm trying to make is, like, is, is that. I have an acceptable brother. <laughs> <laughs> the same. Aww. The same people who are oh, pushing. you just ate your shit. Dude. <laughs> you're so exceptional. I, I took him to the NBA today. Oof. Oof, that was a fucking rough really? one. Yeah, what are you thinking? Gotta get a license? No, like we so uh, we had to get our title. Our both of our car titles are our dad and us. He has a car. Yeah, he's yeah. like a very functioning autistic. Yeah, he's high functioning. He's high functioning autistic. He's not retarded. See the guy seesawing on eighty three because I believe uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, no, but he did fucking. I don't know. He's been in like eight car accidents. I do not understand how he Your got brother's this job like, at BWI. Like you I, wouldn't. No, he's autistic unless like you you'd talk have to, to him. Yeah, you'd or, have like, to. You you'd have be to be around him for a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, you'd have to be alone with him, like at like a private. Like if you were like if he came over like to he, chill, he has like Aspergers or something. I assume, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's more 100%. just like a social thing. Yep. Than it is like because like no, but it we, also me and Jimmy is, were talking uh, about it last week because we went to my fucking aunt's Fourth of July party and one of my cousins is autistic, but he is like retarded autistic. Yeah, like yeah. he is. What you would call a retarded kid, yeah, like yeah. he straight up 
only talks about elevators or like fucking Mario 64 or yeah. Mega Man. He loves Mega Man and Scooby Doo, dude. Dude, when my, that's when his thing. My brother was like that for probably until he was like, dude, he's ten or eleven, and then he two or three years older than me. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it like he's. He's like socially, it's Asperger's, but then when you get him home, it's you. You know, it's autism because if you like, yeah. if you like ask it, like if you if you give him like Wendy's or something like that, and like he saves it for the next day and he goes to heat it up, he'll put the aluminum foil in the microwave. Yeah, like, <laughs> like but that's high functioning. It's yeah, high functioning. Exactly. Like it's it's up to a certain point, and then you're like, okay, something's off. Mm-hmm. But like you know. And, like, no shade to any of my family. Like, I love my cousin. Should have been like, aborted. I fucking fought for him before, <laughs> dude. Like, I've literally fought people for him before. Yep, I've like, been there. It's, uh, like, but it's, it's, it's kind of, like, it kind of sucks to, like, put everyone in that same category as, uh, it's, like, not even autistic anymore, but whatever the fucking blanket term for literally everyone with a disability now. Yeah. It's almost unfair because, like, at the end of the day, they're living their life and they understand the way their life is going. But then they see a, a higher functioning person, and they're the same thing. But they can't have a fucking job at the airport. Right. They can't drive a car. They can't do. You know, like they know that's what they. They're not. They know that's what they're supposed to be doing, but yeah. they still can't. So it's almost like fucking hurting them even more. Yeah. It, there's. There's. And and like the worst part about autism is like. I don't know. I I never I've never been like close with somebody with down syndrome, but like the people with autism, even <laughs> the least functioning people for a second. I know I know your brother doesn't have an autism, but for a second I was just like, "Damn, dude. You're not even close <laughs> with your brother." <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I understand. It, you're you're like talking about like a different subs. Like my well, cousin it has down syndrome. Like that's I think the fucking yeah, term. I so like but like the so like what I'm saying is like I don't know if people with down syndrome know they have down syndrome but I know people with autism know and understand yeah. that they are they can't they, there's like nothing they can do about it yeah, which is yeah. which is like worse because That's now like they're a fucking living hell dude Yeah they're living this life where like they like they know all this shit like they're smart people but they can't fucking put it together and they know they should be able to put it together. And you're, like, stuck in this fucking... Well, that's one of the problems of classifying people in those broad terms is that, like, you know, this a kid who has, like, dyslexia or can't fucking... Or, like, your brother is yeah. put in the same category as Eric's cousin. Yeah. And it's, like, they're clearly not the same situation. Like, there's one person that is technically on that spectrum but can completely function... Right. Or to at least to a you know a certain level, and then you have Eric's cousin who's who can't function at all. I'm fucking looking up my cousin's skirt, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> like and 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 that it. I don't know. I hate to be this guy, but I uh I gotta work. At ah, that's cool. Seven thirty. Oh, okay. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah to, we that's can, cool. We can wrap this. Can up. I tell you guys a quick story, real quick? Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. You'll appreciate this. I think we I'll were talking about cancel culture earlier. Do you get canceled, dude? Yeah, you're about to go on your DMs. So we just pulled up his tender. <laughs> so I got this text on Sunday night. Actually, can I get one of those cigs, by the way? Yeah. Actually, I have my own cigs. I'm I just want one, one of these. Honestly. It's non-menthol. Yeah, I want a non-menthol cig right now. 
That's what this story needs, dude. Yeah, I need, I need, because this, this, this had me going for this whole I hope, week. I hope everybody could hear the sound that cigarette pack made when it hit my tummy. <laughs> That's just the sound it made when it hit my tummy reminded me how fat I am. But go ahead with your story. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I got a text on Sunday night when I was playing at the horse, and uh, it was from the owner of a bar that I play at very regularly. Uh, you know the bar. I'm not gonna say the name of the bar. But uh, the screenshot of the message to them said, I wish to inform the owners of this bar that I will not be patronizing this establishment as long as Jimmy Selesky is performing there regularly. Jimmy routinely posts offensive content on Facebook, including racist, homophobic, and transphobic memes, as well as quote-unquote jokes that are in poor taste at worst and downright disgusting at best. Here is a collage of posts... Oh, my God. And comments from the past six months. If you choose to continue working with Jimmy after seeing this, so be it. But I would appreciate a reply. So the owner of that bar texted me that. Forward you that. Forward me that. Yeah. Just so people know who are, like, sneakily ratting people out, you're, you're you know, you're going to get exposed. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, yeah. I... Like, comedy you, club owners... Send the bad reviews to the comics because they think it's funny, <laughs> dude. I literally the time before last when I was at the DC Improv, there's a comedian. He doesn't do comedy anymore. He raps now. But sick. Uh, I know exactly who that is. Okay, so <laughs> he we got into a Facebook argument at one point uh, over uh, I don't even fucking remember what he was. One of these guys that started doing comedy. To start drama, so he he was a like a roast <laughs> battle guy too. He loved yeah. doing roast, yeah. but he sucked at roast. Yeah, dude. he was terrible. So he we got into a Facebook argument, and I, he was like he was like talking shit about my girlfriend and stuff, and I was just like, why? Like I called I called him a faggot, and I was like, you're being a faggot about this, and then he goes, you're gonna call a bisexual person a faggot, oh and I was like, dude, God. you're bisexual, and he was like, yeah, I came out two days ago. Yeah, I was like, how the see? fuck am I supposed to? I don't fucking follow <laughs> you on fucking Facebook. I don't know you're, you're a faggot. Like, I'm just calling you a faggot because you're being a fag right now. So I got booked at the DC Improv on, uh, or no, it wasn't actually, it wasn't the DC Improv. It was uh, this show. There's this guy, Martin Amini, who's, he's fucking, he's, He's awesome, uh, yeah, but he's, he's moving he, back to LA. Or yeah, something. he he booked this show. He had the show called he's the like Overachievers. Yeah. yeah, in the in DC, it started as like a small show, and he built it up to selling out the DC Improv with this show. But I was wow. doing it when it was at the Draft House. He saw I got booked at the Draft House. He made a bunch of fake Facebook accounts and started posting screenshots of what I said to him. On it, and it was like he's making fun of an autistic kid. He's making fun of a bisexual kid. How are you gonna have him performing on your show? Oh, but like like two days before the show, and there's like fucking like three hundred people that are going to the show, and they see, and I'm like, what? What the f-? like? It's 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 pretty honestly, similar. You know, to what it, you said. it no, it is exactly what happened. Like it, it's kind of like one of those situations. Like I, I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't make. I I hope he didn't make fake. I didn't oh, no, see the he collage. Hun- he under uh, with the person you're talking about. Yeah, oh, he probably know. just he. No, I'm saying with your situation, he probably made fake ones. He For me, he probably just ones. took the shit that I regularly say. Yeah, yeah. Which could but also you know, like in the wrong context. Who's that guy? Yeah. Who's that guy to do that? Who's so crossed by you that like? It honestly, we'll you know, talk after the podcast. The thing that bugs <laughs> me, it's it's a person who went to our high school. 
we're oh not my close God. to them or anything. But like they that. didn't. They don't like know you. Know you because like I see the shit you post on Facebook and I I know you, so mm-hmm. I'm like. I get where the I yeah, get, he doesn't I get he it. doesn't get me. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. And 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 I understand that at the same time the thing that stuck out to me more than anything in the world is not that somebody was offended by the stuff I post. Obviously, there are going to be people that are offended by the stuff I post. The fact that a 20 That's like your goal for some of that stuff that you post. Well, I, like. I mean, I think a lot of you know, it, it's And it's, it's not it's, even like offending, but you just want to get that's like a my rise sense out of humor. Yeah, that's my yeah, sense of humor. You want to yeah. get a rise out of people and that's yeah, like I funny try, most yeah, of the time. Exactly. It's like a it's like you're curious to see what what I can get, yeah, yeah, like yeah. what 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 can we still talk about here? And right. and and I found recently I've gotten some of my posts taken down on Facebook and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, like we had our you've been in Facebook Instagram, uh, uh, the the posts I made about I made a post for one of our episodes two episodes ago, taking a screenshot of us of me getting removed on Facebook, saying like, if I can't call our listeners white trash, how am I supposed to communicate with our listeners? Blah blah blah. <laughs> and they took that shit down on Instagram. Oh, now wow. that's not on Instagram. Dude, well, Facebook people, owns Instagram. Exactly. Have you Dude, seen the But thing a lot Instagram of people were commenting on that, being like, "Yeah, I gotta listen to this podcast." Exactly. Now. We got a lot of traffic on that. A lot of people were like, "Yo, that's funny." Have like, you seen the new Instagram thing though, where they where when you when you, if you're about to put in a comment that might be mean. Instagram will tell you like they'll be like, "Hey, this what you're about to say is bullying. Are you sure you want to say it?" I have not. Does seen that, that stuff yet. not like like yeah. the, the fact that it's almost weird that in this time period it's like, does that not strike anybody as as like kind of like like we're adults? Yeah, that we're was adults. a crazy thing. Yeah, like, like why a year are we being so monitored ago, like that? A year or so ago, uh, you know how like uh, Xbox Ones you have that like connect. Like, yeah. some people have the connect, so it's like a mic always on listening while you're playing a game. Dude, people were getting fouls in NBA 2K yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I've gotten, for cursing dude, I've in gotten, real life. I've gotten, in real life, they'd get a foul in the game for cursing. Yeah, dude, I've, I've gotten plenty of what? losses on my 2K record for calling people faggots, and it kicks me out of the game. Like it's you, insane, you call, dude. That's you call honestly somebody, unbelievable. You call somebody a faggot, and it'll be like, technical foul. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you call him a faggot again, and it's like flagrant foul. And then it's like, <laughs> and then you call him a faggot one more time, and it's like, all right, you're out of the fucking game. Game over. The other team wins. Like the fact that they can, the fact, not just the fact that they can track that, but the fact that people are kind of like, they're, it's kind of like, like the way I look at it is, it, it, Facebook and, and what you guys are talking about on video games and stuff like that. Like whether you like it or not, Facebook is kind of. Like the the public square now, and Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. That's how you put yourself out there, right? And the fact that that's being so heavily modern, like to me, the perfect solution would be look, just like they did with YouTube back in the, the day. The final solution, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> the final solution to me would be Matt like Brown, famous Jewish comedian, <laughs> like, <laughs> made that joke. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Don't take it. Don't give us a fucking foul. Lower 2K. your pitchforks. <laughs> I'm gonna. Go, I don't even play 2K. I got. T- I got the other team's got two. Two. F- N one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wait, Jimmy, what does that N stand for, real quick? <laughs> but like, why can't why can't you just log into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and say like, I'm 18, I agree to see this content, right? And then like, once you're a certain age, they shouldn't be monitoring people like that. And it's like, I can't like, but the the, the thing that stuck out with me the most about my situation in particular is the fact that somebody literally took the time, and this never even crossed my mind because I. Again, I, I tend to think about the way other people think in terms of how I think, and I think everybody does that. Right. So to me, it was so impossible to imagine that somebody literally sat down and went through my posts 
and made like a little Microsoft a collage. Collage, collage dude. Of them. They made a fucking and they it was tight, such dude. journal an, entry, such an important part of their day, right? To find out where I play regularly and try to get me to not be allowed to play there. They love and to you. me, it's like, dude, is that not like? Is that like? I all I could think was like, I almost on a weird level feel bad for this person. Yeah, they're like, like as much as I'm like, dude, like, cause I don't, you know, I think the problem is, is like, again, they don't know me. They didn't, the guy didn't know you. Right. So they don't know, they only see you as like this image of what they have of you in their head. And in their head, you're this fucking problem. You're this terrible person. And they're doing whatever they can to fucking make sure that you can't. But it's like, if they knew me, they'd understand, like, that's my fucking job, dude. And at the end of the day, when I do my shows, I'm not sitting there on the mic being like, hey, like saying all kinds of shit. I'm just fucking playing music. Yeah, and you're not like Eddie Vettering fucking Republican shit. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's like the fact that, that, that people don't get that, it's kind of like, I don't know, it was, it was like eye-opening for me. It yeah, was really eye-opening to, to understand that like, on one level, because Eric and I have run into this a little bit w- with a couple episodes ago, yeah, with we've the had podcast, we've, we've had, had people like backlash and fucking people threatening to sue, and you know, I'm not going to name any specific podcasts. It's happened a couple times. Oh yeah. wait, the Wall Cruise. I mean, it's uh, down now. It's down now. It's down. It's down. Now. Sorry, the the but it's happened the, before too. The Bill yeah. Boat yeah. Ride. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. It's been. <laughs> oh shit! That was something. Okay, so it, you said a will. I was thinking earlier. Are you going to bleep that? Will. No. So, Will Keeping Burr. Keeping that joke in there. Oh, fuck. Willie, William Burr. It was something about Bill Burr earlier. I wanted to call you, oh, the good Will Burr. Oh, yeah. I wanted to call you the good Will Burr, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Bringing it back around. Because you're calling yourself Salvation Army, Bill Burr? Dude. All right. Now Will that Burr. we brought it all the way back around. Thank God. Okay. So, Jimmy, finish what you're saying. We can wrap this up. Last ditch podcast. <laughs> oh no, I, I'm good. I just oh. yeah, I just wanted to, to tune you guys into that and just crazy dude. That just is talk about the fact that like that's that is apparently it's something that like it's amazing to me because I've always thought like you know I'm just gonna be myself and put myself out there and eventually hope that enough people get it so that I'll be appreciated for it at some point you know. Yeah. In my own head. Yeah. You know, whatever the fuck that means. So I wish you would have brought this up like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dude, we'll get you on again soon, dude. Oh, this fuck is it, fucking dude. great. Any, this anytime. is so fun, dude. Anytime. Um I live I live fifteen minutes from here. Yeah, you're so, so close. Fucking, yeah. We're gonna get you, you while you're still in Baltimore. Where you see you live in uh Yeah. Miles away. Um, I'm back. <laughs> Jewtown, baby. Hell yeah. Pikesville, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> dog. What a... So you got your fucking podcast, Latch di- Latch, Last, Last Ditch Podcast. Last Ditch Podcast, and then I got uh, Wits End Saloon attached to Magoobies. Yeah, your monthly mic. First and third Tuesdays. Your bi-monthly mic. Bi-monthly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then third Wednesdays at Harvest in downtown Annapolis. Yeah, just so you know, Matt sometimes brings his little puppy out to the mic. Yeah, so yeah, especially at Wits End. That. Especially at Wits End. Keep an eye out for mm-hmm. that. You can see a little Corgi along yeah. with some comedy. He's fucking, he's tight, dude. He's fucking sick. Sick oh, little yes. dog, dude. Yeah. I'm fucking dog sitting right now. I love dogs. Oh, dude, I, I love dogs. I forgot how much I fucking love dogs. And I got, like, I can't wait to go home 
and he's dude. I kind of wish you brought your dog. To, I wish you brought OJ cool. to the fucking dude, cast, dude. Next I would, time, bring next OJ. time I'll bring him. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it was it was storming, so I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. He you does don't not spook him, dude. He does not like thunderstorms. <laughs> like, he's so young still. Yeah, he fireworks. He doesn't give a shit about, but thunderstorms. He, he knows the difference. Him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. But uh, um, anything yeah. else you want to plug? No, that's it. You good? Yeah, I love you guys. Love you too, Thanks brother. for coming, dude. Eric, uh, you got? So I got uh, Top Secret every second Wednesday of the month at the Crown, and then every fourth Wednesday is Hot Set. Um, the first show, Top Secret, it's kind of like a set list show, so comics go on stage without knowing what they're going to do. All the other people on the show write jokes for them. Tons of form. fun. Very fun show. Super Just had fun that fun. this Wednesday. Super fun. Um, hot Set. It's kind of like Hot Ones, but... People have to eat like hot shit and then do their comedy. Very fun as well. Um, you couldn't do it last month. You want to do it this time? This, the this hot set? Yeah. When is it? It's uh, so on two Wednesdays. Yeah. I'm Fuck down. yeah. All right. Dope. 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 Yeah. It's going to be, it's shaping up to be a good lineup, dude. We got Matt Brown. <laughs> we, got, <laughs> uh, we, got, we got a bunch of other people. I think uh, some DC comics doing it, coming down. Um, and obviously fucking LFTS podcast all across the board. Jimmy, what do you got going on? Um, shit, might as well plug this weekend. This weekend I'll be at the Point in Towson, much to many people's dismay. Uh, on Friday, dude, July turf, dude. <laughs> dude, honestly, you fucking crush the point every time. You fucking kill that shit. Thank you, dude. So that's this Friday. That is this. I'm that coming, is tomorrow. Dude. Yeah, I'm fucking coming. Friday, yeah, Matt, July twelfth, baby. Uh, you point come see Jimmy at the point. I'll be there. You should come out, Matt. You uh, should come out at least one one Friday. Yeah, dude. For the point, you would enjoy it's it. It's fucking fun. You would truly enjoy you're it. Be there Sick. You gonna be there tomorrow? Tomorrow. 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 Yeah. All right. Come through, dude. Let's that's hang nine out to close, there. baby. Right. Nine to close. I'll be dude, at the point. It's, it's honestly fun as fuck. Jimmy literally packs that fucking place out. Will you? Do you know any Jim Croce? Yes. Can I can I sing a Jim Croce song? Matt, if you come tomorrow, <laughs> you do whatever the fuck you want. Dude, I promise yeah. you that. I'll, 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 I'll do a little fucking duo Jim with some fucking. <laughs> we'll, we'll fucking make it happen. Jimmy, dude, that world sometimes, dude. You're gonna get out there for some Croce. Yeah, dude. Eric, I gotta bring you up tomorrow, dude. We haven't we haven't done a duet in quite some yeah. time, dude. That's true. Uh, yeah. So that's tomorrow. That's Friday, July 12th. That's today for anybody listening, because I'm gonna release it on uh, every second Friday of the month at the Point Towson. And then uh, this Sunday, I'm actually not gonna be. At the horse you came in on, I took a gig at High Tops in Timonium, uh, nine to close. But every other Sunday, I'm sorry, not every other every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every Sunday except, except this for this one. Sunday. <laughs> every single Sunday, folks. I'm at the horse you came in on in Fells Point from 10 to close. And I've been there for that, too, dude. I've seen you fucking chilling in there with no one. Horsing around, then, baby. Dude, you're horsing around. <laughs> and then, dude, literally one time, me, so we wrapped up shooting four and a half stars the other week. And uh, we're in Fells already, and we're like, let's go fucking check out Jimmy at the horse. And we're thinking about, like, filming some shit, but it didn't work out. But we're like, yeah, let's just still go check out Jimmy. And we fucking walk in there. It's, you know, it's like Sunday night in Fells, dude. Like, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Jimmy's just chilling. He's like, oh, you guys are here? Let me hop on stage real quick. Starts fucking belting out some tunes. Literally five seconds into him playing, 
fucking like six girls walk in, a couple walks in, four other people walk in. This old Damn. swinger starts dancing up front, fucking keeps trying magnetic, to tip Jimmy dog. into playing fucking Blink 182. Fuck so yeah. she can like grind on her husband to it after she's like trying to hook up with some other dude in there. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, I dude. saw I saw a woman show Jimmy her fucking panty line to play a song in front of her husband. Mm-hmm. Tight. Like, yeah, shit goes so down and fell. <laughs> like, way cooler than comedy. It's dope. Yeah, Every, Sunday, Every Sunday. Except this one. Except he's this at, one. He's yeah. at High Tops. Except the 14th. Sunday, 14th. But Fuck every man. other Sunday, check him out at the horse. And then live from the studio, LFTS podcast all across the board. We're fucking out here, dude. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Laughable, fucking you name it. Stitcher, Google Play. Google Play. Literally fucking name it. Oh, name uh, it. Fucking name it, dude. dude. Matt B. Crom- comedy across the board. Matt B. Also, comedy across that's, the board. That's where you'll find Last Hell Ditch yeah. Podcast. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. It's Eric Glazer across the board. Jimmy Celeste across the board. Catch Fuck you guys, you guys with week. your <laughs> fucking original names. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week. Peace. Peace.